So welcome once again to the Coffee and Heroes podcast, time for our previews podcast. Uh, new books have just arrived in fresh off the printers. This is the uh, May previews books for release in July. Some great looking stuff ahead. Um, happy as always to be joined by... It's Keith here. Karen. And Roddy. And then we have someone new to the podcast who's never been on it before. Uh, another regular from the store. Introduce yourself. I'm Chris. It's good to be here. Excellent. And um, what would you say your main key readings would be? Obviously, uh, most people know myself as a DC guy. Keith is a Marvel. Roddy is indie. Karen is whatever's around. Uh, <laughs> what would you say your main? Uh, primarily uh, DC, mostly Batman, but I dip into a few Marvel books. Such as uh, Life Story, for example, limited series as such. Life Story. What's the best action title? <laughs> I don't think I'm the person to ask for that, mate. <laughs> don't worry, we've got a whole podcast lined up to ask Keith the same question. Life Story is a great book, though. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and will no doubt feature heavily on our reviews podcast, which will be the next one up, but for now we're talking previews. Um, yeah, as I say, books came in, some great looking stuff this time. Um, I'm sort of sorry to say and also proud to say that we all devolved to complete stereotypes <laughs> in, uh, in this one true to form I completely picked DC titles yeah. Keith completely picked Marvel titles uh, complete indie Played titles indie for me um, yeah. yeah we uh, well, you some diversity come on lads you know the thing about it is for example I thought the Marvel book was that strong I could have picked all Marvel there's, there's just a, there's a lot of great stuff for coming up in the summer months so. we joked we joked whenever we were going through the previews book you know that Alan had, had picked a DC clean sweep so the the counter would be that I would pick a Marvel clean sweep and that was a joke yeah whenever it started and then going through the books I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> then he brought in like three pages worth of titles and I had to narrow it down to six or seven um, but before we jump into that I suppose we should just very very quickly say Endgame Endgame happened <laughs> didn't happen you should know you've seen it twice by now no twice. spoilers no spoilers no no spoilers it's just a very quick sort of what we thought of it um, you've seen it twice now I've seen it twice Karen's seen it twice we were all lucky enough to go together with a few other guys from the store we all went to the midnight screening um, just crowd seemed to lap up every minute that was a fantastic movie absolutely fantastic slotted right in there for me at the top of the Marble Milieu I think it was a uh, a great end to a 10 year 22 movie saga yeah it was uh, and in some ways a love letter to everything that's gone before it yeah uh, fantastic stuff and wonder if we'll ever see anything like it in movies again yeah mm-hmm. no. what an achievement yep Laughter I probably tears. wasn't yeah. like as high on the movie I thought the first I don't, yeah uh, spoil I definitely think it's, I can't talk yeah. about it without spoilers <laughs> it, it works more as the yeah. end in a series than it does as a, as a soft contained movie yeah I don't know what's interesting is um, we'll not spend too long on this but what's interesting in this is I actually think it worked better the second time um, because I think the first time you're so wrapped up and you want to know what happens mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed it more the second time obviously the, those kick-ass moments weren't as surprising but they were still just as kick-ass um, and then you just start to notice a few more wee details and stuff but yeah we'll not yeah, throw spoilers in there I'm gonna be just like what, what a ride I, ju- I just think what, what more could you have asked for yeah. you know there was yeah, yeah. there's nothing and again obviously we'll not talk spoilers but there's nothing that happened in the movie that you thought I wish this had happened or this had happened yeah. like it was it they're everything in the movies that DC and Warner Brothers just can't seem to do at the moment it's a coherent plan over 11 years and fully realised brilliantly executed in a way I'm sad to say it's over in a way because it's, it's a clean it? slate now yeah. mm-hmm. well I just mean for these for a lot of these guys I think you know it's a bit of a clean slate be interesting to see what happens so yeah. we shall see 
But uh, yeah, we'll move away from that. We just thought it was a momentous occasion. We need to move away before we say something. We're going to regret. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, I really wanted to, really wanted to get into it, but maybe best. That's definitely for another day. Let's save that for another. Save one. for James and Alan. Yeah. Don't go see it though. No, definitely. I mean, uh, well, you probably already have at this point. Uh, incredibly, it's the 18th highest grossing movie of all time after five days. It'll be number one in two weeks. I don't know if it'll reach number one simply because with Avatar, you had no choice. You had to pay a high ticket price because uh, it was 3D. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are going to see this two, three, four times. Yeah. So it's got a chance. It's got a chance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, that was uh, Endgame. Seems only natural to move away from... Marvel's movie Crowning Glory onto the Marvel's previews books. What do you got for us this month? Well, I think a few of us have a few things in the Marvel book, so uh, hopefully it won't be me, but uh, we're moving from Marvel movies to Marvel comics to a title called Marvels. Marvels. <laughs> um, That's Marvels. So, uh, isn't it just? <laughs> so we've talked a wee bit about the original Marvels. Uh, just a wee bit. Over the past uh, wee while, I think that's something that we should maybe spotlight on our upcoming uh, review show. Yeah, definitely. Our book review, our book review show, our uh, yep. book club. Got something in the works there, yeah. Um, but the original Marvel series uh, by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross uh, took place uh, was debuted in nineteen ninety four took place in the Marvel Universe between 1939 and 1974 and followed a photojournalist named Phil Sheldon and it provided a look at the Marvel Universe through the eyes of a regular citizen uh, at that time as the, as the man got older. Um, the original series featured the birth of the Human Torch, his battle with Namor, uh, the unveiling of Captain America, um, the Sentinels hunting down the X-Men, the wedding of the Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Girl and a whole lot more stuff than that. The sequel to the original series was released in 2008, uh, also by Kurt Busiek with artist Jay Ancelero, um, and it was a, a six-issue series. I think Roger Stern also wrote the last four, the final four issues of that. But what we've got in what was it, July? July, July, this will be the um, release. Is uh, Marvel's epilogue number one, which is going to be a 40-page one-shot. Um, We've got uh, Busek teaming up with Ross again, so it's the original Marvel's team. Um, I think we've all dream team. What, yeah, wax poetic about Alex Ross's art. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, according to reports, this is going to follow the main character of the story, Phil Sheldon, a retired photojournalist. He's got two adult daughters, and his family will find themselves in the middle uh, of a clash between mutants and sentinels when arriving in New York City during the Christmas season. Um, so Ross's co-writer, uh, along with providing the cover and the internal art, uh, looks like we're going to get a few variants. I don't see what the point in doing variants whenever Alex Ross is the is the prime the prime writer. <laughs> Some uh, people buy Scotty Young. It's worth noting. It's <laughs> worth noting that although this is a forty-page one-shot, it's only going to have a sixteen-page story. Okay. Um. Oh, back on it. And it looks like it's going to be Alex and Kurt's uh, return to the world of Marvel's brilliant, realistic. L- you know, f- life for one last time. So I think this is maybe going to be it. You know, to celebrate the what twenty five twenty fifth anniversary. So uh, and the rest of it is going to be behind the scenes looks, back matters, making of stuff, and other bonus features. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be picking it up. It's only a sixteen page story, yeah. but I'll be picking this mm-hmm. up just to complete the you know, collection. Follow beautifully from the annotated yeah. Marvel's epilogue number one. Is that? Just number one. It's just a one shot. It's just a one shot. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, and as you say, it'll follow beautifully from Marvel's annotated, which yeah. will be coming to an end. I think the previous month. Yep. Yep. Well, indeed. And that's yep. been fantastic. So, 
Uh, so moving straight from uh, straight from an epilogue to a new beginning, uh, we've got uh, for the last few months uh, throughout the Marvel books, Marvel have been have been teasing the return of Jonathan Hickman, uh, Hickman who was uh, well known most recently for his uh, run on Avengers and Infinity, which was what five five years ago now, something along those lines. Two thousand thirteen, I think. Yeah, was it he left Marvel? So Hickman is coming back uh, to pick up the X Men now. This is a wee bit of a double edged sword for me because Matt, a bittersweet. Yeah, you know Rosenberg's work on Uncanny X Men has been fantastic over the past last suppose it's been six months or so. But uh, news seems to be that Uncanny X Men is at least coming to uh, a pause. Yeah, we July. don't. Yeah, we don't know if it's a temporary stop or permanent. Yeah, not sure. Uh, with. Uh, with twenty one and twenty two in July, but at, in the sea at the same time, uh, Marvel are kicking off two books, one by Jonathan Hickman and Pepe Larraz, uh called House of X, and that's going to be a six issue miniseries, and the other by Jonathan Hickman and R. B. Silva, which is it reads Powers of X, but I understand it's actually X as in the Roman numeral, part of ten. Okay. Um, one of these books, the House of X. Um, Again, both six issue miniseries are going to be released. I think uh, fortnightly. So yeah, yeah so, uh, so you'll get issue of House of X two weeks later, issue of Powers of X issue yeah. uh, two weeks later, issue two of House of X and so forth. So House of X seems to uh, as as Hickman takes the rein, it seems to um, it it seems to follow the new fresh Charles Xavier. At least I think that's who it is who. Uh, was the star of Astonishing Rosenberg's Astonishing yeah. X-Men um, really interesting story we'll not go too far into it uh, suffice to say that there's a strange new youthful walking version of uh, Charles around and about the Marvel Universe uh, I don't entirely trust him um, but it seems that uh, Charles will be returning to uh, Returning to the to, to the now uh, currently now decimated mutant race mm-hmm. with a plan to uh, plan for mutant kind that will bring shift in general Charles Xavier at the well, moment you know yeah. invaders as well you know he's he's he's, he's, he's definitely <coughs> shading on it um, <laughs> but with a master plan that's going to bring mutants out of the shadows uh, of mankind and into the light once more uh, the uh, the A cover seems to has has Charles Xavier front and center. Magneto and Jean Grey on either side, and then uh, Wolverine and uh, Scott in the background, all wearing very different costumes. Yeah, uh, Jean Grey looks old school. Scott looks around the time of, uh, I think that looks like it's around the time of Avengers vs. X-Men, and yeah. uh, Magneto was, that, that white costume, he was... <laughs> it's a rather lovely white number he's yeah, got. It was a rather lovely <laughs> white number. They um, do all look like they're walking out to the catwalk <laughs> there, so... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the other, uh, the other book, uh, Powers of X or Powers of Ten, again six issue miniseries. Um, as far as I know, the first issues of both of these are going to be double sized or, or, or bigger, anyway, forty pages. Um, and it seems to be more interested in the past, the present, and the future. So telling telling stories of of mutants and the X Men uh, in these different time periods. And the, the byline is it's going to change the way you look at every X-Men story before and after. Um, the, there, there seems to be some sort of uh, mingling of these two series. Um, so between an art with an art that spans the entirety of human history all the way to the future, you know, they'd be, they, the two narratives will, will intertwine. Well, so that, um, 
going back to the the House of X. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all in different sort of era costumes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hickman is a long form storyteller, um, as we you know we've often said about the likes of Tom King. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does with a shorter format. With shorter form, yeah. which is going to be six six <coughs> issue miniseries. Is this going to be forty pages the whole time, or just the first issue? Not hundred percent sure. But uh, looking forward, glad to have him back at Marvel, and looking forward to seeing what he can do with the X Men because some of the stuff that he did with Avengers was fantastic. Um, so that'll be uh, that'll be House of X and Powers of X. Uh, another one that's really exciting me it's a wee bit of a Mark Wade heavy month for me at Marvel this month is uh, it's not a bad thing no Mark Wade and uh, writer of the best Daredevil run ever <laughs> a great writer yeah <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wade and uh, Javier Rodriguez uh, on history of the Marvel Universe another uh, six issue miniseries um it's, it's, it's everything you ever wanted to know about the Marvel Universe in, in one lavishly Don't illustrated ask. series, if possibly. <laughs> um, so it says, from the Big Bang to the Twilight of Existence, history of the Marvel Universe chronicles completely, for the first time, everything that was, is, or will be. That seems to be a, a theme for Marvel this month. Yeah. Um, uh, Lushly illustrated uh, text tells the complete story of the Marvel Universe, revealing previously unknown secrets, serving as the ultimate reference book for Marvel fans. Witness the greatest tale ever told, and be prepared for some shocking revelations. So, see, I think we're going to see see some some retelling, some updatings of, of origins and stories uh, of the, the history of the Marvel Universe, uh, which of course is the title of the book. Kind of um, like um, the X Men. X Men. The grand uh, design one you were talking. Yeah, yeah, maybe in that same in that same. I mean, no better man than Mark Wade. Um, he, he seems to be all over Marvel previews this month uh, it's interesting says the ultimate reference book for Marvel fans I don't know how many ultimate reference books for Marvel <laughs> fans I have sets of encyclopedias variously you know those sorts of things but yeah I'm really interested in, in seeing what this is what's going on here so uh, I mean there's a lot of, there's a lot of preview artwork looks stunning yeah it, it really does good. yeah you know we've got some of the, the old um, uh, I guess the Godlike figures of the Marvel Universe with the the Living Tribunal and Infinity Gemstones. Uh, yeah, the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Infinity Gemstones. <laughs> it's like Gary on the you know, There's the the, the Two Gun Kid and the the original Ghost Rider. Um, so back in the Western, they received some Wolverine there. Silver Surfer on there. Yeah, the Ancient <coughs> One. Some Doctor Strange goodness. Some Silver Surfer. Um, we're looking through Victorian times and Georgian times and French Revolution times, and looks like yeah. So. It's a lot of history to tell. Um, by this stage, by the time July rolls around, we're going to be at the very tail end of uh, War of the Realms, so yeah. we're going to be seeing the fallout of that. War of the Realms Omega by Jason Aaron, Al Ewing, Jerry Duggan, and Daniel Kibblesmith. <laughs> what a name. Um, is going to see, they're going to be writing War of the Realms Omega, which seems to be the, the capstone for War of the Realms. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I guess, setting up what's coming next in stories by those authors, be it uh, Loki, be it Jane Foster, be it Malekith, be it Punisher, be it Thor himself. Um, so we'll be picking up that. Um, this is one that's interesting me, uh, primarily because of the two writers on it. Uh, the book is Jane Foster Valkyrie, so we know that Jane has a has a fairly storied recent history in Jason Aaron's Thor. She was Thor for a while. Um, she uh, was fighting cancer. Uh, it was a fantastic story. Uh, 
what her role is in one of the realms is, is yet to be seen but Jason Aaron and Al Ewing are writing Jane Foster Valkyrie uh, as Jane stars in an all new ongoing series thought it might be a mini or yeah a mini the, the timing of this is interesting because I know you're a tiny bit behind in your reading but she's a character that comes into War of the Realms too mm. quite significantly I'm not that far behind Oh, I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> wasn't sure whether he had read it or not um, but she does become quite a predominant figure in it and then it was it was interesting that this was announced so quickly but yeah as she says if Jason Aaron's not writing enough at the moment mm-hmm. and Al Ewing of course who we were from Mortal Hulk, familiar yeah. with for Mortal Hulk um, so for years and years Jane Foster one of Thor's most steadfast companions then you knew her as Thor goddess of thunder who took up the mantle that no other hero god or human was worthy uh, now Jane Talk takes on a new role as Valkyrie guiding fairy woman of the dead so uh, yeah interesting as I say if nothing else but for the two writers um, the artist is rising star artist Cafu um, not the same as the Brazilian footballer Cafu <laughs> I would think uh, the internal art looks fantastic uh, really beautiful um, so another one I'll be looking forward to um <coughs> Punisher seems to be uh, the War of the Realms doesn't seem to be over for Punisher. He seems to be one of the MVPs of War of the Realms so far, and the little mini series that he's in is very good. The first issue was good. Came out last week. Uh, enjoyed it. Um, Iron Man number fourteen seems to be uh, approaching twenty twenty again. This mysterious byline that has been in the front cover. It's of been there for a while, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Yeah, good few months. Yeah. Uh, another Mark Wade book that I'm really interested in, uh, Invisible Woman number one of five, Mark Wade and uh, Matea de Luz, um, starring Susan Storm Richards in her own limited series. I'm not sure if it's her first limited series. I don't know if Sue's ever had a limited series before. She's very often been called the most powerful member of the Fantastic Four, uh, mm-hmm. which is very different from the, the shrinking violet she was in the original 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with her with her invisibility and her force fields, her you know her powers are, are massive again. A bit like Green Lantern, powered by her will, you know. Um, so which seems to be uh, as a you know as a as a woman and a mother indomitable. Um, this seems to flash back to the past. Uh, secrets about her past revealed will shake readers' perceptions of the Invisible Woman forever. Years ago, she undertook an espionage mission for Shield, uh, and it's now up to her. To save her former partner from the death at the hands of international terrorists. So this looks like it could be a wee bit of, as they say there, espionage, you know. And yeah. who else would be better at espionage than <laughs> invisible woman? That's pretty cool. So, uh, Speaking of cool, there, there's a variant cover by Stephanie Hans. Oh, yeah. Dive Dame. Oh, that looks absolutely yeah. fantastic. Name I haven't heard before. Yeah. Stephanie Hans. No, I've never mentioned it. No. Mm-hmm. I know Chris has never heard it before because he doesn't listen to these. But mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then yeah main covers are Adam Hughes yeah so I'm a big fan of so I, I must admit I'm not too familiar with the artist um, nor I not someone I recognise there's no interior art preview pages so be yeah. curious to see but again Mark Wade you know so he's really he's really hitting at this you know hitting this year Marvel really have, seem to have invested in him Jason Aaron continues as a fantastic runner Avengers beyond uh, War of the Realms so I guess we're going to see some recovery and uh, some fallout with what seems to be happening with Ghost Rider. Um, Death's Head, number one of wow. four, is an interesting one. Totally metal, like totally yeah, metal. Screams nineties. <laughs> uh, screams nineties and screams Marvel UK. It's a UK <laughs> character. Yeah, um, this is something. Um, 
I was talking to Donna, Donna Black, the artist on The Soul of the Sea, which uh-huh. we uh, just launched on Kickstarter and did really well with. Um, well Death's Head was one of her favourite characters, and ever since she was telling me about it, I'm like, I love this. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of it. Um, Death's Head was a. Death's Head at the time was an intergalactic mercenary. Um, he was. I think he spun out of Transformers, actually. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that. It says covered by Nick Roche, Nick Roche who's a uh, big Transformers yeah, 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 guy. Absolutely. So. so, yeah, I mean, look a wee bit, look into it, but certainly oh, there's well, definitely yeah. a Transformers link there. Um, there he's got, a, he's got a, another storied history. So, he was eventually, whenever they relaunched Marvel UK in the 90s, uh, Death Head was killed by a character called Minion. Um, but rather than be killed, Death's, Death's head transferred his personality into this minion cyborg and was upgraded to become Death's head too. Uh, <laughs> you know, so and he then you know used this new technology, this new body, in order to. So I don't know how he's back in his own body. I don't know if it mm. matters. Um, but it says when a job goes wrong, uh, intergalactic mech, mech Merc Death's head wakes up half assembled at Punk Show. And if the crowd full of Duran assuming use wasn't enough, the young Avengers show up with half of them anyway, Hulkling and Wickling, Hulkling and Wiccan, face down, uh, the best freelance peacekeeping agent in the universe. So that sounds uh, bad. Yeah, it should be. It should be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. Uh, and it's, it's four issues, you know. Well, you can't lose. So who is the artist on it? Uh, the artist is. Kai Zama and the writer is Timmy Howard. I think this is uh, continuing on from last month when Marvel were announcing their young guns for yep. the year. Because it wasn't Cafu was oh, in yes. guns, yeah. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we're starting to see. And obviously, I was saying Invisible Woman, mm-hmm. not familiar with the artist, yeah. possibly why. It's really, so. like, it's really cool because this is it is Marvel's 80th year. So nice to see. Like, Some freshness, yeah. A yeah. lot of number ones, a lot of cool miniseries. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Invisible Woman in a series before. Death's yep. Head, who in the right mind has thought of Death's Head in like the last exactly. 10 years but Tim Howard's a wee bit of a rising star as well yeah. as a writer yeah. um, continuing on um, some other stuff seems to be spinning out of uh, spinning out of uh, War of the Realms uh, good those facsimiles facsimiles this is, these are really just reprints aren't they uh, they're basically you know? they reprint everything so even the adverts and stuff well very good cool. yeah I had yeah. the pleasure of reading Incredible Hulk 181 recently and it was just funny just because it's from a different era yeah. um no, I'd like to pick up Giant Size X-Men and uh, New Mutants 98. Uh, New Mutants 98, that was Deadpool's Deadpool. debut. First appearance, um, yeah. Domino's debut as well, yeah. was it? Um, um, yeah. Sort of, because it was a shapeshifter in the form of I Domino. Uh, copycat. Yeah. yeah. So first. Ooh, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the facsimile editions, they, they've proven quite popular in the store so far recently. We had Amazing Spider-Man 252, sold very well. I would venture a guess that X-Men and Giant Size X-Men 1 will probably sell well. Uh, Giant Size X-Men's a great story. Uh, Deadly Genesis. Um, <coughs> great story. We've got Absolute Carnage, Carnage and True Believers Month. I yeah. guess that's ahead of the... Absolute, Absolute Carnage, Carnage event, event in event, yeah. August, mm-hmm. I believe. So, Donny Kids. Uh, it's amazing how many of these I have the originals of. <laughs> um, Maximum Carnage number one. and Carnage number one, yeah. I remember, yeah. Good stuff. Cool. Some good stuff there. Uh, Al Ewing's continuing his fantastic run on uh, Immortal Hulk. Um, fantastic for the Prodigal Son, son spelled S-U-N. It's the first of three interconnected special issues. One will be Fantastic Four Prodigal Son, the second will be Silver Surfer Prodigal Son, and the third will be Guardians of the Galaxy Prodigal Son. 
Introducing Prodigal, a strange alien being who's crash-landed in the Savage Land when he becomes worshipped by a race of swamp-dwelling barbarians, Kazar and Shanna, the She-Devil, call upon the Fantastic Four to aid them in stopping the barbarians' plan to conquer the entirety of their world. Uh, looks like this is going to be a lengthy journey. Uh, three one-shots, I'd imagine 40 pages each. Peter, D- Peter David's on the helm as a writer. On this one, certainly, Francesco uh, Mana is the, is the artist, and the, uh, the cover art there looks fantastic. Does looks like um, looks like a Conan cover. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're they're, they're definitely edging towards the Isad Ribic, isn't it? Is yeah, it does the covers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this looks awesome. There. Yeah. Do you want to chat about it? Have you had a wee look? I haven't actually. I've, I've glanced at it and thought. Good. <laughs> uh, Ethan Sachs is the guy who wrote Old Man Hockey, yeah. isn't that right? Which yeah. was in a very good series. So the book we're looking at is Wolverine and Captain America, Weapon Plus Number One. Uh, it's a one shot as well. A lot of one shots yeah. uh, this month. Yeah, I think um, I my, was there was a good story arc with Wolverine and Captain World War Two. Yeah, and that's that started reminding me of it. Yeah, I mean it's the 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 link between uh, Weapon X and Captain America. Is, has I've been basically the Weapon X program ran off the Super Soldier. Well, program. it actually turns out that the the program is not called Weapon X. It's called the pro- the program is called Weapon Plus. Yeah. Uh, and the, the X that is Wolverine's Weapon X is a ten. It's yeah. a Roman numeral ten. It turns out Cap was Weapon One. Weapon one. So he was the he was the Super Soldier project. You know what? that, that yeah. succeeded uh, under the Weapon Plus program, and then the Weapon Plus program evolved over the years. You know, trying to reach so. Wolverine was actually a product of the Web Plus program, the attempt to create a super soldier. Uh, it's fantastic. They've retconned this history fantastically. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guarantee whenever they came up with the idea of Weapon X yeah. in the seventies, <laughs> they had or eighties, they had no thoughts of connecting it to Cabinet, but then someone had So been, not to go off on an extreme tangent, but what is Hulk? Uh, is Hulk part of it? I think Hulk is part of it. I think is Hulk weapon. I think he's somewhere up there. He's Weapon Five or Weapon. I think. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I'm yeah. nearly sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so I love that that origin. I love the idea of Cap and Wolverine together. Yeah. Um, there's been some great uh, stories of Cap and Wolverine. World War Two. Obviously, Wolverine long lived and Cap, you know, frozen. Um, in 1940, scientists attempted to make a man into a perfect weapon, a super soldier. They failed and made him into a legend instead. That's class. <laughs> <laughs> Before the turn of the century, they tried again for the tenth time. They failed, making a man into death incarnate. At long last, Ethan Sachs and Diogenes Neves, Green Arrow and Deathstroke, revealed the shadowy connections between Captain America, Wolverine and many more of the Marvel U super soldiers. Including some surprises, Robbie. I see. The conspiracy begins here. Uh, it is a one shot that is 40 pages. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. It's a good shake. One on my pull list. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I should see the length of my pull list thanks to this. Um, <laughs> it's okay, we took three off it. We added about 12, but we took three off it. Uh, there are, a lot of them are one shots. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, Nehisi Coates, Adam Kubert considered continued their run uh, on Captain America. It's hit number 12. Um, really enjoying that, uh, that book. Really enjoying it. Very espionage yeah. uh, heavy. Uh, Secret warps. That was something to do with that infinity. Yeah, stone yeah it seems like they've they went infinity warps. Yeah, it seems like to sort of infinity war. Infinity warps were, were warps characters them? melded together. Yeah, yeah so they? Soldier Supreme. You've got Doctor Strange and but you know Captain America. But I think what Karen's saying is they're linked to yeah, events. The last ones were infinity. It was based on the new Infinity War. 
Right. Okay. So it's Infinity so Wars. So seems like it might be being back to Secret, Secret Wars. Wars, like the. Yeah. The new yeah okay I get you I get you so I mean this is Al Ewing with Mark Wade oh there's Mark Wade again <laughs> Tim Seeley Daniel Kibblesmith Jim Zub and Tini Hard that is largely the writers who wrote uh, No Surrender and No Road Home yeah um, but we've got uh, Strange Warp Soldier Supreme oh these are all annuals uh, 40 page oh. annuals Soldier Supreme annual which is part one of a story called Acts of War Soldier Supreme I guess what is that Captain America and Doctor Strange yeah. Weapon Hex uh, that would seem to be looks like that's part one then that's part yeah. two so well, the annuals are all going to link together it might be a case where the annuals are just going back to mm-hmm. Secret yeah. Wars so that's a five part that's a five part uh, series of annuals yeah. uh, anyway um, there's an invader story by uh, Roy Thomas um, seems to be set Cap's newly commissioned uh, it looks like we're looking at uh, the, the invaders so I guess it'll be <coughs> Bucky and uh and Namor um, and so forth uh, Submariner and the Human Torch okay there we are um, Jason Aaron continued Thor I think I get the feeling now with War of the Realms out of the way I think uh, Jason Aaron's maybe going to be coming to the run of his uh, oh actually Jason Aaron's legendary run draws to a close don't miss the start of his final arc on Thor wow you never know the final arc yeah. could be you know 38 issues you know. <laughs> I don't know about that Takes uh, seven thousand spin-offs. Here's another uh, Wolverine. Another big one. Wolverine um, I'm biggie. specifically looking forward to this one. Uh, Mark Guggenheim and Dave Wilkins on Wolverine versus Blade number one. Uh, there's not a lot to be said about that. Um, it's it's Wolverine, Wolverine versus and Blade. Blade. They should have just called it Blades. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> they did that before. There was one, and I can't remember. Claws. That was uh, okay. Wolverine and Black Cat. Actually. Uh, um, yeah, there's lots of sharp, pointy, shiny objects. That's definitely Wesley Snipes right there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, looking forward to that. Just happy to see more Blade. Yeah, Savage Avengers uh, swinging on. We're going to be hitting issue five of six of Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley's life story, Spider-Man life story. We're going to be hitting the two thousands. That's uh, you are not wrong. Uh, The superhero Civil War rocks the world. The hero's death changes anything for both Peter Parker and his family as life story continues into the 2000s and by this stage yeah. Peter must be in his 50s or 60s yeah. and it's yeah. a very very simple looking cover that looks almost like a close up of Captain America's outfit but that's Puerto definitely Rico. The, it's Puerto Rico that's definitely the twin towers <laughs> at the bottom the background, yeah absolutely it's definitely um, one of the strongest Marvel books I've read in a long this, yeah. this I'm two issues in and it's already I'm already thinking about how it's going to be my top already thinking about our 12 R end of year show oh that's uh, this is my my top book of this year so far fantastic it's just it's refreshing to have Marvel go back to basics because even listening to you talk about all those all those other books it feels a bit intimidating yeah but to boil didn't mean to intimidate you Chris of course not trust (laughs) me Chris it always feels that way but this is just it's Spider-Man boiled back to basics but with such interesting twists the, the interesting twist of course being the fact that he ages he ages yeah. no elastic time no elastic time copyright uh, Spider-Man's also going to be hitting uh, 25th issue in July Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley uh, we hit uh, year two of uh, we hit year two of uh, their amazing Spider-Man run it's a giant size 72 page issue um Spider-Man and Mary Jane find themselves in an incredibly tough situation, but thanks thanks to Electro, can Spidey save MJ? Can MJ save Spidey? It's nice to see Ryan Otley back on it. Uh, they're, yeah, they're switching he's, in and out. Yeah, obviously um, with Hunted, he's taking a back seat. He has, yeah. To Humberto Ramos. Ramos, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Uh, lots of variant covers, Walt Simon, Walter Simonson, Greg Smallwood, uh, TBA. That's that well-known <laughs> artist, TBA. He's doing two covers. So, yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, it's funny, it's not on Spider-Man 26. Kev Walker's on art instead of Ryan Otley. Um, uh, Venom continues, great book. Uh, Donny Cates doing his thing. Uh, Miles Morales, Salad Nama's writing a, a great Miles Morales. Um, He's Spider-Man no more homage from the Spider-Gwen there. Yeah. Yeah, friendly spider, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man continues Tom Taylor's uh, book into number nine. That's great. Yeah, love it. Yeah, don't know how much more we can say about friendly neighborhood at this yeah. point. Um, it's just safe to say that every Spider-Man book is not great. It's not far off. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've said this as well. I have never been reading so much Spider-Man in my life as I'm reading right now. And there's uh, another great one by Peter David. Uh, yeah, four or five. Yeah, yeah first issue was Spider-Man. great. The first yeah. issue not was what I great. expected, but oh, uh, very much enjoyed it. And uh, Greg Land on art. So uh, yeah, really enjoying that one as well. Uh, Superior Spider-Man, great wee book. Uh, we're getting into the the cosmic stuff. First issue of Thanos was quite good. Read yeah, that last week. That's about him raising Gamora, is it? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, Donny Cates on Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm gonna give a set of a set. I was gonna give this another issue, so I may be on it by this time. I may not be on it. Depends. On by look, with that's the start of a new new story arc, part one, issue and, seven. And so. Rocket's gonna die. And I know. It's, it's called it's the called death of Rocket. rocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't say what rocket? It could have just been a rocket rocket. You were really interested in this, weren't you, Donny? Yeah, Kates, I mean, Surfer any Black. Silver Surfer stuff, I'll always be all over. But when you have Donny Cates writing as well. Which came off um, the back of Guardians Galaxy 1, didn't it? Yeah, they, yeah, because they all disappeared, uh, essentially. The, uh, black hole, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that kicking off issue. One of that, still available for pre-order. It is out in June. I'm not reading uh, Tanahisi Coates' Black Panther. I don't know why. I probably should. Never get into it myself. Yeah. Good artist as well with Daniel Lacuna yeah. doing it. No, there's a book. Oh Daredevil my God, who has read issue four of Daredevil? No, I haven't read issue four. Punisher. No, I haven't. Jeez, no, no. On top of that. This week, this week. Yeah, okay, but uh, it doesn't that will, it's still it's still great anyway. That will be talked about in our review show. I can tell you right uh, now. Right. See the way you're talking about best issues of the year. Oh yeah, issue four. So, that is incredible. I'll read it as soon as I go home. Yeah, so, it is. Uh, it is genuinely incredible. What Alan is currently uh, waxing lyrical about is uh, Chip Zdarsky's. Uh, Daredevil, which continues to number eight in July. Um, the Thing versus the Immortal Hulk. Oh, fantastic! Oh, oh, what we for? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a lovely Asad Ribbit cover. Yeah, Ribbit. but uh, yep. You're just waiting on Conan jumping up from the you know ground to jump in the middle <laughs> of the fight. So best. Oh, sorry. No, please no, go I was ahead. Just gonna say, um, I think Del Otto was maybe. Uh, and Alex Ross too they were like sort of my go-to for covers for a long long time but I think Mr. Rubik is just yeah he's these, doing great. these Conan covers are just absolutely gorgeous and, and uh, that Fantastic Four cover is so uh, it's 48 pages it's a big one uh, Ben and Alicia are finally off on their dream honeymoon in the room with Tropical Paradise until someone shows up to crash it or should we say smash it okay. get ready for the biggest Hulk versus Thing fight of the century Plus the saga of the Future Foundation, which I believe they're bringing back. They're bringing oh, really? Future Foundation back. Uh, the rivalry between the Thing and the Hulk has always been Legendary, classic Marvel yeah. go-to, so it's nice to see that. Dan Slott doing that in Fantastic Four 12. Um, Punisher continues to be a great series. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. And uh, that's a great-looking cover there with Keen Pin in front of a poster saying NYC says no to the Punisher. Punisher's mm-hmm. back to Mariga after Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Or, 
But apparently, apparently, Bagelia, the super villain nation of Bagelia. Has he sorted them out yet? Well, apparently not, because Baron Zemo is not done with Frank yet. The thing with it is, it's evolved very much Punisher into a title where it's not the whole. You're not. Um, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. It's just Punisher running amok on a car. Essentially. So throughout the Marvel Heroes section of the of the book, we've got uh, Acts of Evil, which I think calls back to a series in the eighties called Acts of Vengeance, in which uh, some bad guys got together. I think Loki was one of them, and they kind of went, "Hold on, we're always getting screwed over by the same heroes here. Why don't we swap heroes?" You know what I mean? Oh, so okay. during Acts of Vengeance, various villains fought heroes that they weren't used That's to. Cool. Seems like they're calling back to the same thing. Punisher Island number one, Acts of Evil, we've got Punisher versus the Brood Queen. I'm having flashbacks yeah. to Space Punisher there. That's very, not a good thing. Very bad points here of uh, Captain Variant covers. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Venom Annual number one, Acts of Evil, we've got Venom versus Lady Hellbender. Maybe. Never heard of Lady Hellbender. You know when Keith hasn't heard of them, you know it's yeah. bad. But it has, it does, have, side. does have the origin. <laughs> it of it. the origin of oh, Lady Hellbender. Okay. <laughs> and we've got uh, the Ms. Marvel annual. We've got Super Skull versus Ms. Marvel. Um, so there's a few bits and pieces going on there. Edge of X-Man is coming to an end with Edge of X-Man and Mega. I don't know if that'll bring the disappeared X-Men back to our universe or what. Uh, <laughs> um, as I say, X Men, Uncanny X Men, Rosenberg's. Uh, it all ends here. This is forever. No, it's not. And it's almost like they thought. Let's. How many catchphrases can we get in here? Is X Men, Uncanny X Men, ending or? I don't know if it's going on pause while right. part of X is coming out for six months. I'm just really sorry to see Rosenberg off it. Salvador Larocca on the. On art there, uh, we've got a 32 page issue in issue 21 and 40 page issue 22. As Cyclops' clean-up mission nears its close, all the problems of the X-Men face come together. The truth behind the Hellfire Club's intentions, the culmination of uh, operation of the Office of National Emergencies assaults on mutant kind, even the inner struggles within the team. It all ends here. This is forever. But it's a comic so <laughs> Absolutely. Not forever, just for now. Uh, Conan's still going strong, Jason Aaron. It's fantastic. Uh, it really is a fantastic book. If you're not picking it up, do. Uh, maybe... That'll be eight, so I guess they'll maybe trade the first six. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, the the novellas at the back continue as well. Really fantastic stuff. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan, uh, Baylet, uh, Conan's one-time pirate lover. Um, Jim Zob has taken over from Jerry Duggan on as the writer in Savage Sword. Oh, really? By oh, Izzy so Simon, yeah. is he? Is that sort of like a new story arc then? It could from there? be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, very possible. Uh, the two have worked together closely on like uh, Avengers No Surrender and Avengers No Road Home. Road so, uh, Interesting. You know, there's Star Wars Corner. There's, Star Wars is still going. There's some stuff happening in Star Wars. Um, there's some more Star Wars stuff. Oh, there. That, that guy from that movie. <laughs> uh, what was it called? It's usually what happens. And there's that other version from that movie. Uh, and more Star Wars stuff. Statues. There we are. Where are the statues? Anything exciting? Yes. Uh, yes. There's at least two great trades in there. One of which Karen recommended. Okay. Uh, Daredevil. The first. First volume of Sadarsky's is going to be in there. Oh really? Yeah, oh, but there's an interesting nothing. one. 
The official handbook in the Marvel Universe omnibus hardcover. Oh, so that's to go along with the other one that's coming out. <laughs> well, yeah, that, so it was really interesting. The official handbooks of the Marvel Universe uh, were really they were like a, a fact-filled series, but every every page was a like a it was nearly like a you had a front shot of a of an individual a character and then a side shot as if they were just about to go to prison. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> it cool. give you give you their relative power levels and their powers and a you know history. So this collect issue one to fifteen of uh, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe which was 1983 interesting it got a few of those actually that's coming in about $75 there uh, you go you're talking Conan or Savage Sword some good stuff uh, some of the original stuff that's Conan. the original stuff yeah um, that's the original stuff um, I'm just wondering if they're going to be trading the new stuff uh, it's Grand Design uh, Extinction <laughs> Extinction's not out yet so that's a treasury edition so you're saying that's massive yeah, yeah it's going to be a big Big stupid size one. Aye. Trim size, 9 times 13. Um, but X-Men Grand Design Extinction isn't out yet. That was in the last previous. Right. Uh, well, here we go. Savage Sword of Conan. So that's the original trade solicited for October. So see the way there's the novellas in the back of those? Are they going to be part of the trade? I don't know. That's a very good question. Bound to be. Yeah. They're so important to the. Yeah, or are they awesome. going to gather them? That's what I was thinking. Put them out as separate no- novels. Um, let's see, they're releasing a black and white version of that as well. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Which is kind of crazy. War of the World Realms is trading. I to read that. Um, but again, that's a first an August solicitation. Yeah, first two issues out of bread. There's War of the Realms and there's Thor of the Realms. <laughs> uh, collecting a fair whack of stuff by the looks of it Good everyone people. from Stan Lee to Jerry Conway Walter Simonson Straczynski Al Ewing is that like um, the way they did with Metal the Road to Metal where it was like a lot of key issues yeah really, really it looks like it looks very much yeah yeah absolutely um, Guardians <sighs> trading as Guardians of the Galaxy trading Amazing Spider-Man Hunted. Forward, yeah. right? Hunted. Good Great. stuff there. Invaders. Uh, War Ghost. That'll be the first six issues of Invaders yeah. by uh, Chip Zdarsky. Highly Close. recommend it. Very highly recommend it. There's and there's another Zdarsky. That's what you're talking about, isn't it? Daredevil yeah. to No Fear trade paperback collecting issues one to six of Zdarsky's trade paperback. Absolutely Daredevil. fantastic so far. Yeah, Kieran yeah. and I have talked about it a couple of times. We can't actually remember the last time Daredevil had a bad run. But this, even with that Never high has. level, this is, this is great stuff. So it is. It. <laughs> uh, Meet the Scrolls is out and uh, Meet the Scrolls is a really good series. Really, really, really funny. Yeah, because we talked yeah. about it a few months back. Uh, really? I just picked it up on a whim. Um, it's three, three issues deep now. I think it. I think it's only five. When, um, um, when that was announced, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that is like a Tom King vision type run, where it's going to be sort of another look at a different look at these characters. It probably doesn't have the same seriousness. Yeah, yeah. unless it's going to come towards the end uh, in the last two issues but it's more it's I see comedy. it as more like a little bit of funny banter like sitcom there. yeah <coughs> uh, they're resoliciting uh, Hulk World War Hulk trade paperback That's it's a new good. printing yeah uh, written by Greg Pack and pencils by John, John Romero Jr uh, World War Hulk 1-5 to that was a great sequel to Greg Pack's Planet Hulk fantastic Star, Star Wars trades Those are Star Wars yeah, Mutant Massacre I was telling you but that is a classic oh, yeah. uh, X-Men milestone and there it is uh, by Chris Claremont uh, John Romita Jr and others uh, so that was that covered the the massacre of the Morlocks in, the, in New York City in the sewers by the Marauders um, Sabretooth and um, Mr. Sinister and all those uh. all those lads so um, 
So yeah, X-Men, X-Factor, New Mutants, Power Pack, Daredevil, Thor. Good crack. Good crack. <laughs> um, alrighty, that bees me, I think. My Marvel Bolt is shot. <laughs> Boom. Nice. Who's next? <laughs> I guess ne- I'm up next. Next, we're going indie. Yeah, well, first yeah, of all, yeah, I thought, um, thought we should maybe mention free comic book day. As Keith was saying, it is also Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Yep. So and if you want to come to the store, yep. there's going to be tons of uh, free issues given out on the day. But the best thing about that day is that you won't have to deal with me. Because <laughs> Keith is going to be running the store that day. <laughs> Keith yeah. and friends. Suddenly it's going to be, the store's going to be busier than ever and I'm going to get really self-conscious. Um, yeah, I'm away to a wedding oh, oh, that weekend. Keith's going to be in the corner just shivering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, full full faith, guys. It'll be a, a great day. Nice and busy. Loads of free stuff being put out. How many the, employees will you have that day? Uh, how many regulars do I have? <laughs> <laughs> Add them all together. I'm um, charge. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's loads of good stuff out that day. Yeah, have you learned to use the tell yet? You're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, a lot of this year's free comic book day stuff. We'll also have some stuff from previous years as well. So, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff to look forward to. And that day, that is the fourth of May, this yes, Saturday. So this yeah, this Saturday for yeah. your comics. Yeah, so I guess we'll crack on um, previews straight in the image. Books, straight into image. Um, as we were saying, Jason Aaron. Yeah. Book that makes yeah. me angry. Aaron's not very happy about this no. one. Cause it means he's not writing Southern Bastards. Yep. So we Do are obviously talking done? about Jason Aaron. He's it's done. on a cliffhanger. He's done. No, he's not done. Well, he's not done with Sea of Stars anyway. <laughs> well, um, he's not done writing. I don't know if anyone's going to pick this up. I am. Didn't re- are you? Yeah. It didn't really kind of float my boat. but um, Didn't I'm, seal your starship? I'm smart. The only interesting thing for me is that there's a variant cover by Other than Mike Jason Aaron writing it, of course. Well, don't don't sell Jason Aaron at this table. There's a variant cover by Mike Magnola Ooh, of no. Hellboy fame. Uh-huh. Uh, not featured here now, but um, that would I don't know. Like the preview art looks really cool by um, Stephen or sorry, who's the artist? The artist is Stephen Green, who's someone I'm not really familiar with, and also it's co-written. It's Jason Aaron and Dennis Hallam. What's so, the gist, really? Um, so, well, yeah, <laughs> kind of like a lot of things in the image What's book. It's either space? it's either space stories or it's a, like a post-apocalyptic sort yeah. of savage lands. Which but is this? This is firmly in the space category. Uh, I'll read you the blurb. Being a space trucker sounds like a cool job, but in rea- reality, it can be boring as hell. So when recently widowed Gil gets a long-haul gig across the universe, he figures it's safe enough to bring his young son, Caden, along for the ride. That is, until their big rig gets bitten in half by a gigantic space... Leviathan! It's got my interest. Um, (laughs) You had it right the first time. You had it right the first time. Um, Now separated from his son with a breech suit that's venting oxygen at at an alarming rate, Gil must defy the odds and stay alive long enough to rescue Caden. Yeah, that's a question. Right. Yeah. Sounds a bit like that other one, Sharky the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, that's a what I bit, thought. Yeah. But, uh, is there is there a Sharky rate at which, whenever you're floating in space, your spaceship vents oxygen at a not alarming rate? That's a good point. Um, yeah. with, with that one out of interest, Image are very good at putting just underneath the main cover. If you liked 
such and such you'll like this yeah what does it compare to sorry does it descender oh well, that's the only one usually yeah. they're only like they'll give a three or four but that's yeah. just Descender's like Descender, one, that's I'm, one for you. I'm gonna jump into Descender just on the strength of Ascender, which was the sequel to it. I'm First issue was great. Definitely gonna hop into CS Stars, give it a yeah. Whether whether or not it's a case of they're using Jason Aaron and then your other lad will suddenly be the writer. Mm. You know it's only I mean? five issues yeah. though, so yeah, I'm still yeah. waiting to read the first issue, Sharky the Bandy Hunter after the first five <laughs> <laughs> Still only five pages into it. Yeah. It's a good first five pages though, it's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, so we'll move on to one that I'm quite looking forward to. Post-apocalyptic now instead of space. Post-apocalyptic <laughs> horror kind of disease. I don't know. Um, Sounds about this is like Annihilation meets Stephen King. That, yeah, Annihilation was a great movie. Whenever they say Stephen King, are they talking The Stand? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, that's good <laughs> enough for me. Then. But um, so anyway, it's Colin Bunn who obviously writes every comic. That's like. He's a very yeah. he's a very busy man. He's a prolific writer. This is also like he's co co written with Kyle Stram, who I'm not too familiar with. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool. Artist is Baltimore Kyle Stram. Lewis. He did a great book for Image called Spread, right. which I've always recommended to Kieran because it's essentially the thing. Mm-hmm. But if the thing took over the world. Oh. I showed him some preview art from it. Um, Looks like a good spread, so the yeah. And we're done. Yeah, well, there's a good spread of preview art for this one. Um, so, when a flesh warping disease ravages a remote village in Mexico, scientific task force travels to the inhospitable inhospitable area to investigate the contamination. Tracing the source of the disease to a nearby cave system, the team discovers a bizarre hostile ecosystem and the supernatural revelation from which they may never escape. So if you look at the front cover, there's a alternate cover that's just freaking weird. Terrific. Um quite thing esque. Yeah. No. Sort of like a mountain, but there's a big bizarre Salvador Dali it type face like, in there. It looks like the start of Aladdin if it was on acid. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> you know exactly a, what I mean. That is a quote that. for that cover. <laughs> right, so yeah. yeah, you gotta go home once you listen to this, just break out your phone and look at the co- oh, like no, cover B. Cover B. That by also Kyle Strom, who's also the writer. Um, so yeah, it looks, looks quite a trippy, interesting delve into it I really like the art style um, they've got going on could be could be a winner as we know Image has a lot of num- a lot of number ones and it's just you sort of have to figure out where you're gonna where you're gonna stick to what yeah yeah. yeah. I know there's probably quite a lot of people that'll pick up a number one and just decide from there yeah that's what we always try to say to yeah, people yeah. we never say in the store like if you subscribe to number one you have to get the first six issues or anything you don't know if you're going to enjoy it until you read it yeah. so um, as as Keith found out even though we told him it was going to be a pile of crap he uh, dropped Major X oh did you? yeah I, dro- I dropped something else too so yeah. I did the shit <laughs> yeah. yeah well no it's a good, ex- right, a good example yeah, well yeah. another good example is Roddy read one recently Fair Lady didn't Wasn't flow your boat yeah. but that's it I mean it's uh, you read it you try it if you like it we'll always get the the rest of the issues if you don't and it's funny I would tend to be more more readily try image books than I would any other yeah. I think uh, I'd be more more willing to kind of just kind of go oh maybe kind of cool I'll yeah. give that a go yeah. you know 
Well, speaking of that, don't know if you want to give this one a go. Um, this is one of my picks that'll probably be on the board in Coffee and Heroes. This is Reaver, number one, by writer Justin Jordan and artist Rebecca Isaacs and Alex Guillermes. Guillermes? Guillermes. Let me have, Let me have a look. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, cover is by Becky nah. Cloonan. Guillermes? So yeah, Rebecca Isaacs has done Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who I think you were talking about last time yeah. Yeah. the reviews one last time yeah. uh, Buffy's a fantastic um, book they're really really taking it for a twisty ride this time around cool and yeah. then this is written by Justin Jordan who's done the absolutely bonkers Luther Strode I don't know if anyone else has I've read, read it, it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry what? Luther Strode it was okay. the strange talent of Luther Strode and then it was the legend of Luther Strode it was two books Mental it was basically all about a guy who his yeah. main thing was super strength okay. well, and he punched your bones just so. shattered to pieces it was like uh, One Punch Man before One Punch Man okay and they've got there, there's a really really kind of weird combination if, um, if you'll like this one so it says join Justin Jordan Rebecca Isaacs for Reaver, a dark grim fantasy for a post Game of Thrones world, and then it's like if you like the Magic Order and Ocean's Eleven, you'll love Reaver. <laughs> so I, Game like, of Thrones, they're just trying Magic to, Order. Yeah, you're just trying to Ocean's Eleven here. Just, um, okay, I guess I guess Ocean's Eleven. You're looking at a group, yeah, an ensemble cast, and it looks like that has an ensemble. It looks like a, an adventuring party. Yeah, you know, yeah. so maybe I they're planning looks, a heist. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. It looks very. More cartoony Conan, can we say? Cartoonan? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I brilliant. thought my that's jokes brilliant. were bad. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Someone needs their bed. Yeah. Here, look how much of this book is. <laughs> 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 it's alright, but whenever you get the boundless, it's, yeah. it's just pages of porn, so you're alright. Alright. Um, but yeah, so there's another one, Space Bandits. Mark Miller is back again and he's got Matteo Scalera back with him. Great artist. That's the artist on Black, Black Science. Science. Yeah. He, did, he did Sharky, the Bounty Hunter as well. Did he? Um, did no, he not. He did a cover for it. Um, Sharky is. You'll come to it because it's ah, yeah. it's solicited yeah. in there. I can't remember. We'll get there. It's funny, that's the one reason I didn't really look twice at that. I thought there's Mark Miller doing another space book. That looks gorgeous. Well, I think it's um, is such a great artist. It really looks gorgeous. Um, um, so that's obviously what he. Although it's a mini series, so well he specialises in mini series. Mark Miller, and uh, Netflix. Yeah. And then there it is, bringing an end to a, a series I've been reading from the start. Uh, Black Science, great alternate timeline story by Rick Remender he of The Awesome Deadly Class mm. but Black Science is a totally different title but excellent stuff so it is highly recommend trade reading that yeah really really good really good okay. um, so into Bad Weekend's an interesting one I noticed this the other day so I talk a lot about Criminal and how good the recent series has been there was a two issue arc to do with a, um, a comic artist who was starting to go to cons again. He was a real pain in the ass, really horrible person, didn't like the way the industry had went. And he was always bitter because another artist had stolen stuff off of him and passed it off as his own. So they're collecting that two-issue arc into this oversized um, single issue called Bad Weekend, but they're also going to add new pages of material to it as well. It's going to be the same sort of format. I don't know if any of you guys read My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. No. Sean Phillips said, Brew Baker, it was, so, it was released just before Christmas. 
but again about 100 pages great book those guys can do no wrong in my eyes when Brew Baker and Phillips work together cool brilliant yeah. stuff comics um, won't break won't just break your heart comics will kill you <laughs> nice we tie into Jack Kirby and, yeah. then, and then facing die, die, that is one I'm sure Keith will, a, uh, Keith will recommend there's a lot of good trades here die 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 a die, lot die, of die. good volume 1 die, trades die. to come die well it's going to be an oversized trade as well because most MH trades tend to be 1 to 6 and it's going to be 1 to 8 highly recommend picking that up we bit a Kirkman action ridiculous violence they've taken there's going to be a hiatus on it so yeah yeah it's one one I haven't read so I think I might jump on that and here's two gunning for hits we've yeah well like I mean We've we've talked about it enough probably, but I'd say this is you have to jump on here. Yeah, trade that'll be great. Yep. The then, the first arc. Yeah, first arc. Rights. One to six. Um first arc, so he's, there's gonna be a one yep. yep. Should have read the letters page of uh or the back matter of the last issue. Couldn't Record it. company oh, talent scout no. Martin Mills, New York City nineteen eighty. Absolutely fantastic. Great stuff. And uh, check out the Spotify playlist if you haven't very cool uh, Martin, on Martin's Mills Twitter yes yeah, oh, it's so good <laughs> um, Prodigy as well there is anybody anybody's reading that I've been reading through Prodigy yeah Mark Miller it's uh, Raphael Albuquerque doing art it's basically about the smartest man in the world and what you know continues to drive someone like that like governments get in touch with them to sort out their problems and stuff it's uh, it's good yeah, book do that Good book. Well, when governments, when governments get in touch with you and say, "Could you sort out your problems, Keith?" Uh, yeah, uh, there's something there that might constitute the greatest value in comic books. Saga Compendium oh, One, fifty-four issues, fifty-five pounds. I'm gonna get that. I, can you order that for me? I can order that. I would for like you. that. I would happily order that. I think for you. Should have held off. Brand new. Well, the only thing I would say. Now it's a going to be a beautiful edition. It's going to be fifty four. It's going to fall apart. You're going to be waiting six years for Compendium Two. Fuck, that's okay. <laughs> now that's Keith right. has exercised a lot of restraint through his invincible reading, through Walking Dead, only reads in trades. But that's okay. a long <laughs> wait. I'll tell you how you do it. You have a pull list of fifteen comics every week. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of value, I mean, we've talked. Well, certainly myself and Vicky have talked yeah. about Saga a lot. That is just a brilliant book, and then you turn the page and there's the latest Deadly Class trade. So just before we move on to Saga, if you could order me that compendium, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But I've got a <laughs> volume one Saga to send back to you. <laughs> you know what makes an excellent gift at Christmas time? Saga trade paperback. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, absolutely. Well, so if you draw me in Secret Santa, here. you know who it's going to. <laughs> See it, Deadly Class. What more? Such a great cover that? as well. If you yeah. if you're reading it, that cover is brilliant. Um, yeah. I need to pick up six, seven. What issues is it at? So that'll bring it up to thirty nine. Is it? Yeah. yeah, it's also got the, the this free one's comic book free day comic special. Day. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good wee one shot. You read could well. wait another 15 issues and get the compendium <laughs> <laughs> for <Okay>. 55 pounds. <laughs> then wait like 25 <laughs> years for the compendium. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's then after that, it's a lot of the continuum ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you're on to like your curse words, excellence. I know Vicky was reading, uh, hasn't come out yet. It's out next week. Oh, yeah, farmhand though. Just uh, we throw it out all the time as a shout out, but great book. That'll be number 10, so I guess number 11 or 12. That'll be coming to the end of the arc. Uh, that says they're end of story arc, so yeah, God damn it, they do so them in five issue arcs, yeah. so 
Genau. Gideon Falls, still fantastic. Really, really love that. Then there's Gogor, which looks interesting. Mm. First, first issue looked interesting. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cream Man, uh, Isola, which is something I get. It's very saw that got nominated for an Iser this yeah. year. And it's what was that Isola? Isola thing by monthly best as well. limited series or something like that. Trixie. Yeah. yeah. Lazarus. Lazarus was uh, issue two. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's the pretty unique um, release that we were talking about. You said you weren't 100% sure on it? Uh, I'm 100% sure on the story. I'm 100% sure In terms sure of the release. Uh, I'm just not sure about the format, the I should say. The format, they've changed it, what, to 64 pages once every quarter now. Yeah. And a big square-bound uh, book with... So you're not getting quite as much back matter as you would have done if it was four separate, two or three yeah. separate issues. You know, it's... I, 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 don't, I don't know what... That's good. That's, but I don't, I don't think I don't think they're going to be able to tell as much story as they were telling. But yeah. well, maybe that's the whole point. Yeah, they don't they can't afford to tell as much story as they were telling. So, speaking of a fantastic story, Little Birds coming to an end, number five. What a book! Yeah, what the first. Yeah, you couple of issues. Yeah, that uh, that was very good. And really interesting. You guys, Middle West, big fans. Yep, I've yet Absolutely. to pick up. Um, yeah, first, first trade will be out by then, definitely. Recommend then, jumping on it. Yeah, just a brilliant song. Absolutely song. fantastic. Kirkman, mm-hmm. is there anything you can't do? That's a good point. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing you can't do. Yes, Skyward, still big fan of that. Section Zero, I've got the first issue of um, that that book. It's like nearly a uh, it's nearly a throwback, yeah. like a '90s throwback um, of a it's a group of individuals, you know, secret a secret team of scientists and combatants who who fight the unexplained and who protect the earth and the people from knowing the unknowable uh the standout for me was a character who they met in the first episode in the first issue called 24 hour bug <laughs> it's called 24 hour bug because he's got a tattoo mm-hmm. it's just one of those 24 hour things and whenever he touches the tattoo he turns into like a giant bug for 24 hours. 24 hours. Uh-huh. That for you. <laughs> so 24 hour bug. Perfect. Don't know if I'm going to get serious to episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's almost like X-Files. It's a wee, it is a wee throwback. Yeah. I think it was a Kickstarter actually. Okay. Uh, Spawn 299. Yeah. More off of Approaching big, the big 300. Yeah, apparently they've brought in Jim Lee to do some stuff for Spawn 300. Obviously Jim Lee helped find Image along with Todd McFarlane. Yeah. So um, it's, it's insane for an indie to get so far yeah very much so um, I think Capullo's coming to do something on it as well very cool Spider-Man-esque cover yeah. there tribute or I don't know if that is or not I'm or sure it probably is I mean obviously yeah. McFarlane was, was a big Spider-Man artist for a while as well so um, yeah. contorted Spidey into all kinds of he shapes he made him kind of weird I guess we'll maybe get to <laughs> that more in the next previous podcast with 300 but um, there's another one Walking Dead is 193 this is uh, apparently the return of Negan after how many issues was it? it was around the 160s when yeah. Negan left it yeah one of the best issues that Walking Dead's had was his last issue yeah. and neither obviously you being a trade reader case but you will have read that issue yeah, with I Negan think so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which as much as they, this season of Walking Dead was great, they the messed that up. Yep, that should have been a full episode. So it yeah. should have. Um, but yeah, loads of good image stuff as yeah. ever. Um, image. Um, people might enjoy We're On To Dark Horse now. 
people might enjoy the old Black Hammer Justice League crossover. Jeff Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire, yeah. So Black Hammer, sort of his superhero universe that he set up. I haven't read any of it, so I can't really comment. But yeah, I've got two two trades so far. Looks very retroy. It is, yeah. Yeah, like sort of four nineteen forties pulpy. It's really good, it's really funny as well. And they're um, crossing over Justice League. Yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah, be a yeah. five issue mini. Are they crossing over the Justice League of the forties? Definitely looks like a more old fashioned no. Superman there. Good side working there though. <laughs> Probably Perhaps not nineteen forties. No. <laughs> well no, um, Black Hammer isn't set in the forties. There is a version. There's right. a new series, which is Black Hammer forty five. Uh-huh. which is set in the 40s but they're I think it's like they're from a different time mm-hmm. but have been transported to like our time okay cool so they're from like a, the 40s I'll maybe grab a trade time. I'll maybe grab a trade but yeah there's mm, what's <laughs> that? sorry that's, that's how good sometimes it is <laughs> Colin Bunn again there he is Manor Black another horror story no another doubt another horror story but um, it's um, Tyler Crook again who did Harrow County which is one of my favourite series also by Colin Bunn gorgeous looking art very spooky um, Stranger Things number three or four don't yeah. know how I feel about Stranger Things don't know Things. if it's going to bother last Stranger Things comic was off a bit. number six so six. Stranger Things six is yeah, so one of the other yeah. no it's during the next two weeks it was, that, was that around that? one of the other um, experiments that the six the lab was done yep. since there was eleven. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, there's a lot of burger book stuff in Dark Horse. A lot of continuing on. Um, the mask. mask. Yeah, mask omnibus. And then we were. I, I'm I'm kind of wondering about my skills as a comic retailer because Keith <laughs> we were, pointed this out to me straight away. Oh, we, oh it? yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> we had six. So there's we this. We had this for you. We were so there's this uh, trade paperback coming out by the comic book legal defense, um, called uh, presents selling comics: the guide to retailing and best practices in the greatest modern art form. And Keith pointed this out to me straight away, and I almost felt like going, "What are you trying to say?" Because <laughs> whenever Ronnie had pointed this out, I was like, "I don't know how he's going to take this." <laughs> and I kept poking and poking and poking, waiting for him to say, "What are you trying to say?" <laughs> so probably the best fourteen ninety nine dollars Alan will ever spend. Every day is a school day, Alan. Yeah. Apparently, it's like, uh, so. it's like selling comics for dummies. Never assume you know enough. Oh, I, I don't. I, I look around the store every single day thinking, what can I change? I actually quite what like can the I do cover because there's a lot of uh, puns, Marvel yeah. puns. In the, there's basically the cover is like rack. a kid looking at a spinner rack and there's like Stantastic Four, uh, Evators, D-Rangers. Can't see the other ones. Um, you know what you need to is that spinner, spinner rack? I've considered it. They are available and I don't know. I'm considering yeah. it. So you need just one for the house. Mm, so bit. Disney stuff, <coughs> Alien stuff, a lot of game stuff, Rage, Dragon Age, Starcraft, Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> you can hear that Roddy's very interested in this stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, Is that the some 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 Mike Magnolia stuff back there? I didn't Those really see that. My um, just flew past Elway. Sorry, jeez. <laughs> I was trying to keep it light. Hellboy in Mexico. There you go. Joe Gollum. Hellboy. I'm a bit disappointed. It's not called Hellboy in Mexico. See, this uh, oh. Hellboy movie has sort of disappeared. Thankfully. What without, movie? Without a trace. <laughs> uh, it really has, actually. for the best. Uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> I am quite interested. I am quite interested. I think I'll pick it up because... 
That's two, that's two for that one, yeah. Ted mm. Adams and Gabriel Rodriguez. Based on HG Wells, of course. Gabriel HG Wells yeah. is just... You couldn't have asked for a better artist either. Gabriel Rodriguez, artist of Lock and Key. Yeah. And sort of ages. Yeah, so HG Wells, obviously, phenomenal, like, seminal writer of the... Science fiction. Yeah, yeah, the almost like a forefather of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Very excited for that one. Looks preview art looks great. And it's not just a retelling, I think, of the Doctor Moreau story. I think it's from a different point of view. It's a yeah, gives okay. us a new protagonist in the form of Ellen Prendick, whose point of view shines a new light upon the horrific events on the cursed island, providing unique insights into one of the world's favorite stories. So yeah, okay. sounds good. Cool. Sweet. And there's. Retailers see your order form for incentive information. Fair and covers the plenty. Best, the best sentences ever. <laughs> um, not for us, Roddy, not for us. So there's Glow Summer Special. Heard good things about that Glow. I really like the TV show. Um, but What's, I haven't uh, read the comic. Star Pig. Star Pig. It looks Star like a Pig. giant nip. It looks uh, like a giant nip on a plant. Right, okay. And on another planet is a girl, well, on a moon, is a girl sitting with headphones on. Um, yeah, it's insane. No, thanks. No, I can read you. <laughs> I can read you what it's about, if you want, Karen. Tell us a story, Ronnie. Uh, so, from Delilah S. Dawson and Francesco Gaston, um, like many late 21st century teens, geeky 16-year-old Vess gets packed up, gets packed off to spend her summer at space camp which is literally in space. Wow. <laughs> Tragically, a shuttle accident sends her and the rest of the passengers careening towards a cold, frosty death amongst the stars. But when a gigantic space-faring water bear miraculously rescues Vess and her beloved retro Discman, it's the beginning of an extraordinary friendship and an incredible journey home, all set to the nostalgic tunes of Vess's 1990s heavy playlist. So uh, Captain Marvel meets Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And, and giant spacefaring water bears. The art actually looks fantastic. Uh, featured quite heavily in season one of Star Trek Discovery. Really? Yeah. Seemed to be anything. Oh, yes, of yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, Turtles. Turtles time. Um, don't know if anybody's on those, but yeah. A lot of continuing stuff, and there is a new new comic miniseries based on the um, new cartoon Usagi Yojimbo number 2 and then we've got Star Trek year 5 number 4 and then possibly the best graphic novel we're very excited for how is this new series panning out? Oh, fantastic. Chris, fantastically. Yeah. Yes. If you listen so, to the podcast, you know. If you don't know by now, we're <laughs> talking about Transformers Volume 1, The World in Your Eyes. Was that for six issues? Is it ready? It is. I think so. Yeah. Uh, no. Five. First. Twelve. What? what? Yeah, apparently so. This may indeed be an advanced solicit for October release. Uh, sorry, everyone. Uh, so sorry. Could this be a case where the whole run's going to be twelve issues? I think it's just going to keep going and going. Yeah, I think so. With their sort of bi-weekly or bi-monthly. And given how early in sort of Transformers history it started, a lot yeah, of ground that, to come over. The, that's the gist of it, Chris. Is that it's uh, they're it's going back to basics. Set before the war. Set before G one. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, so it's yeah. uh, Optimus Prime is not yet Optimus yeah. Prime. He is around packs. I'm still quite attached to the old continuity because there was so many years behind it before they rebooted it last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I want to go back to the beginning again and see a different vision of it again. I don't know what you're talking about. 
What it was? That was Elmer's just case. Just shut the fuck up. No, is that was what? There's Transformers. There's only Transformers. There's Transformers. Well, IDW was running. I was running a great deal of Transformers material for several years now. Yeah, and there was a massive amount of lore, especially the ideas with where the Transformers began and such. Uh huh. And now they rebooted it. So it's worth it. So is it a reboot? But you made reading all this fits in. It's uh, not. It's a complete reboot. Behind no. this, the other stuff. I thought no. it was set to already on, but it could just fit anywhere. No, I think it's a complete reboot. I don't know. Transformers, though. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, good. Yep. <laughs> Very good. First three issues have been we've, great. That's as far as we've been so far. So. Yeah. And that'll be up to issue ten by then. So yeah, uh, Joe Sierra Morte. Very good. I actually thought this was five issues, but it turned out it was three. Oh. I read the final, the third issue there um, a couple of days ago, and they were like, "Thanks for reading." But I could have been, could have been sure it said. It's really funny when that one happens. Five in like all the other. Because you're going, you're 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 in some ways you're disappointed, in other ways you're relieved. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Very quick shout out there for bypassing. So- you don't have to go back, but bypassing Sonic the Hedgehog comics oh, on the God. day when the worst trailer in the history of trailers dropped. And there's some Care Bears oh, magic. Don't remind Care Bears. They've they're loving their 80s properties, but you've got like at least you've got something for everyone. You've got Care Bears, My Little Pony, Transformers, Disney, Sonic. Scrooge, Disney comics and stories. When are we getting visionaries? Oh, visionaries, yeah. Keith, we're doing a, we're doing a spinoff here. Instead of <laughs> Coffee and Heroes, 80s yeah. our podcast. <laughs> Power podcast, are we? Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Perfect. Coffee, Coffee and Heroes, Power. Yeah. I didn't realize they were doing a Narcos comic until the last issue. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't launched yet. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> also, somebody's pick on one of the last previous podcasts. Was it? Yeah. Was I there? No. There you go, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. Well, uh, obviously this will cheer you up, a Gears of, Gears of War pop yeah, comic, no, no number one. That's going to be based on the whatever game. There's um, going to be a pop game. So yeah, Ghost Tree. And oh, that's the lads with the big heads. Ghost Tree is very nice. good. Looking forward to that. It's continuing. The lads with the, the heads look like loaves. Aye. Yeah, I think I'm done with IDW. Oh, is that League of Extraordinary going. Gentlemen finally being over? And yeah, yeah, yeah sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> I've turned the page. I'm sorry. <laughs> no going back. Now. Moving on. Um, Kevin yeah. Smith, Daredevil, Born Again. Yep. Good run. La, la, la. <laughs> Dynamite? Do we, are we interested in Dynamite, or shall we keep it? That depends what they've got. What have they got? Uh, Vampirella is relaunching a brand statues. new number one. Charlie's Angel, Angels Indeed. and the Bionic Woman could be a winner. That might be nice. Um, James Bond still going strong. Red Sonia. Interesting that you know Dynamite of Red Sonia, but uh, Marvel, Marvel of Conan. Conan. Yeah. Win for the inevitable crossover at some point. Well, yeah, I mean, you would think the boys are, was being re-solicited. Yeah, first three. Yeah, probably coming for the TV show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the quickest you've ever went through dynamite, right there. <laughs> you went through it so fast, you're in the boom. Yep. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. Then you've got a comic there about Kieran ghosted. <laughs> in LA. Um, yeah. So boom actually have one. I'm yeah, that's very interesting. Cool, yeah. yeah um, so. Beloved R.L. Stein, uh, author of Goosebumps. endless amounts of Goosebumps bum, bum, books, bum, bum, bum. and also started his comic career a couple of years ago with Man Thing for Marvel, a mm-hmm. miniseries. Yeah. 
Um, looking forward to this. Looks, um, it's kind of the uh, what do you call it? The middle school kind of crowd to Americans. So, best-selling author R.L. Stein comes to Boom Studios with a new four-volume middle-grade supernatural horror series with artists Kelly and Nicole Matthews, who did Pandora's Legacy, and it brings his signature horror to an all-new generation. So, welcome to Scare School. So, it just kind of looks like it picks up where Goosebumps leaves off, to be yeah, honest. It's called Just Beyond. Just beyond this scare school, like yeah, like I think um, people of our generation kind of like love Goosebumps, so I think you know what you're gonna get with that. I thought Shivers was better. Yeah. This guy. Shivers better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, Roddy, put the book down. Cool. Don't hit him with it. <laughs> ah, how dare you? Um, so this, like, we're moving on. This one is something I'm really interested in. It looks really freaky, really cool. Um, Kieran's possibly the greatest name really of a book ever for Kieran. Uh, it's called The Man Who Came Down the Attic Stairs. And when I mentioned it to him, he wasn't too words. sure what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do you not trust my opinion? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> weird. <laughs> but um, this is an, an advanced solicit for September. Um after moving into a new home with her husband, Emma begins to fear that a supernatural force in the house is putting their family in danger. This feeling intensifies after the birth of her child. Her husband has become a stranger. Her baby won't stop crying and looming darkness threatens to destroy their idyllic life. Afraid of her own family, alone in a new home and growing more desperate every day, Emma must protect her child no matter the cost. So it's... It looks like there's a lot of stuff going on here. It kind of reminds me of Infidel. I don't know if anyone picked up Infidel that was out probably last year. Um, this is sort of like a look into postpartum depression, real fears associated with motherhood. Whereas like Infidel was about a haunting in a house, but it was all about like racist paranoia. So it looks like it's kind of using those same tropes. Looks really good. Original graphic novel hardcover, forty-eight pages. Sounds pretty good to me. The art looks, the art looks very manga-esque. I will yeah, say. I was going to say it put so, me a lot on the mind of horror manga. Yeah, like um, Junji Ito. Oh yeah, definitely. Then there's moving on. Power Rangers. I have to say, I'm Power Rangers I'm, corner. I'm, I'm sort of marginally, marginally kind of sort of interested in Power Rangers ish and where it's at and yeah, what it's doing and more so than Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, me. <laughs> Here's on Alan was um, very good, bo- high good on. book that yeah. so far. Ronan Island, yeah, it's two issues in just at this point. Uh, yeah, enjoying that. It's uh, Greg Pack writing that. We were mentioning earlier, obviously, for uh, Planet Hulk, you were saying World War Hulk, and also Firefly on the next page. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I, I think it might, uh-huh. so it might be interesting. Ronan Island, actually. So I like that it says volume one as well. Yeah. So it'll, yeah, yeah, I hope that's going to be a bit of an ongoing story. It's got a. It's got a real Naruto-esque vibe to it, which I really enjoy. What's the gist of Rhone Island? It's, um, it's all set on an island where there's two different schools of thought on how to sort of rule. It's almost like feudal Japan type thing. Uh-huh. And there's like an old school way of thinking that this boy should run the island. And there's the new school way of thinking of, and there's this girl. But they get attacked then by shinobi who then take over the island and then they have to sort of work from within together to sort of overthrow them it's um it's very old school it's um as i said has a real sort of naruto type vibe to me uh firefly and buffy are both fantastic series uh buffy has really surprised me with how good it is uh jordy brillier uh they're they're taking the the timeline and buffy that a lot of people know and love and just turning it on its head 
you know they're bringing characters in early and leaving characters out altogether and changing the way things are done. There's so some real shocks. Not just like a straight no retelling, retelling. But only no, far from it. No. By by issue three, it has diverged, and it's also it's also set in modern day, which is interesting. So yeah, they've got a lot of Jim Henson stuff, um, other things, Steven Universe, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life. All things Nickelodeon. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's much else I want to talk about, unless anybody else wants to. Anything? I know there's definitely at least two things in there you want to talk two about. Things? One's in Ahoy Comics. Have I gone past? Ahoy, 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 ahoy. It'll be after uh, aftershock. So I believe this was our. This was a pick a few months ago. Yeah, I oh. remember who by. I think it was actually one of Vicky's picks, but um, right there on your left. Uh-huh. Oh, on, on your left. left. Oh, too, soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Be careful for our listeners. No spoilers. Second coming. Oh, yeah. No spoilers yeah. on the second coming of uh, Jesus here. Um, that so. was. What's the story that? was originally a DC. So it was originally a DC. DC and and yeah. religious zealots were not happy at the idea of Jesus living with a superhero. Zealots. Well, but as long as they're happy with their guns, that's after, right. That's what I'm um, so yeah, Mark Russell, who did the fantastic Snugglepuss, which I will continue to bang on about because it's great. Um, also, maybe got nominated for an Eisner. I think. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was him as the writer. I think yeah. he got nominated. Or? But um, he's back. Second Coming has found a home with Ahoy Comics, who don't really know too much about, but they look. They've got a page. They've got a page on the previews, so they must be doing something right. Um, <laughs> well, so the thing was, whoever was going to pick that title up was, was grateful for the free publicity yeah, straight yeah, away. Yeah. You know, um, basically, um, it's a very tongue-in-cheek description they put in previews as well. It's like for the first time anywhere. <laughs> Ahoy is proud to present for the first time anywhere the series everyone's talking about by the award-winning writer Mark Russell. An artist, Richard Pace. God commands our mightiest superhero, Sunstar, to accept Jesus as his roommate and teach him how to use power in a more powerful way. Jesus, shocked at the way humans have twisted his message over two millennia, flies to straighten the might. The deluxe first issue features 30 pages of story. So yeah, it looks funny, tongue-in-cheek. Probably going to get a lot of people on it and a lot of eyes on all yeah. the comics. So definitely worth checking out. Quest. Interest, yeah, it's not even controversy, is it though? Well, it made headlines at least. Yeah. And then what you like want to do is flip straight to Titan Comics because if you had to bypass this, Karen would have never done the podcast ever again. Uh, there was also Titan. Already passed this. We're at oh. A. We're at A. We haven't got. There was something Keith wanted to talk about as well. Have we passed it or what's that? Uh, trade that's coming out. I am going to go to Scott Comics oh. first of all. But oh yeah, yeah. I think I, I chatted about it. Yep. Let me see. But before that, one that I know you know a couple of the uh, the creative talents for one of the titles you're recommending this month. Yeah. Let me find it. Oh, he's under pressure now. Under pressure <laughs> in this. Talk about yourself. Probably flicking <laughs> three pages. Um, Cartoon Books has got uh, a re-solicit of uh, the Bone One Volume Edition. Yeah, we talked about the uh, full color edition that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard good things about Bone. Bone is one of the single best comic books <laughs> ever released. 
one volume edition in there it's expensive but I've got it in the house it's a lovely chunky book uh, it's black it's the original black and white uh, it's well worth investing in well worth it if, if, you, want, up in the back of if it. you want to go back to the previous <laughs> previews podcast Keith talks about boating for about 20 minutes <laughs> We bet. We bet. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Hi, big. Describe it again. Was what was it? Lord of the Rings meets. What well, Lord of the Rings meets Bugs Bunny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a map. Um, it's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good chunky. It's that tone. tall. Yep. It's a good three inches. It's about yeah. yeah. Double the previews book. Yeah. Yeah. Triple the preview book. But uh, yeah, as Keith was saying, there's a new solicit in there for Bone, the full color one that we talked about. A was pricey, but B wasn't it's available. Only available in the US and Canada. Yeah. But the black and white one is available worldwide. Standard, yeah, yeah so. so be one to keep an eye cool. for. But I see the title that Roddy was looking for there. Cool. Uh, yeah. Roddy's still looking for it because. <laughs> Where am I? Uh, so yeah, this one. Only joking. <laughs> you were scratching. You were actually scratching your head. Like, just a good actor. Uh, actor, yeah. writer, you know. Got it all. Uh, Comedian. All things to all man. And also, uh, pretty much shill for the, these guys here. Um, so Red Winter number one from Scout Comics who. Are, Doing a lot of cool things recently. Um, this is by Michael Gordon, who lives in Lisburn, who's one of my best friends and has been for over 20 years now. So, really cool guy, really great writer, but not only does it feature him, it also has Francisco Munoz, who does the art, but it also has Roland Kalnis, who was uh, my artist on Tales of the Fractured Mind and on a story in Tales of the fractured worlds and also on the burning memory so really excited for those guys to finally get in previews that is one hell of an achievement and i would say pick up this book but i'll tell you a little bit about it if you like michael described it to me if you like ed brubaker and those sort of crime stories you'll love you have my attention (laughs) i am i've read it like obviously he's my mate and i would say it's fantastic even if i hadn't have read it but um you trying to say you can't give us an unbiased opinion oh i could (laughs) (laughs) but um it's a fantastic book um so eli winter is a former nypd detective in his 50s now living in capotnia moscow (laughs) crime-ridden district of moscow eli is employed by local crime boss nikolai dubrovsky without whom eli would likely be rotting in an american prison Eli hates it, but he sees a chance for redemption when he is enlisted to investigate the destruction of one of Dubrovsky's meth, meth labs. His men have been killed and all their money is stolen. Eli soon finds out the crime was committed by his estranged son Joseph as part of a rival gang initiation. Now Joseph needs his father's help as he's in, the, in way over his head. Will Eli make the chance, the choice sorry, to protect his son from the vicious gang he works for? and is everything as it appears with Joseph Winter. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, many issues the is art, it? it's gonna be four issues as far as I'm aware. Um, really cool, really, if you get a chance to check out the art, it's really gritty, um, really cool. Can't say anything more, you gotta, you gotta pick up this book and I will expect my check in the... <laughs> 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 but I'm, uh, like, I'm so stoked for those guys. Really, really proud. Michael and I kind of have like an ongoing uh, like rivalry, like friendly rivalry to push, push each other forward making comics. Um, so 
kind of jealous, but also really chuffed because he's made it made it to the preview. So I think that's promised land for him. Do you need someone killed because Kieran's taking contracts? <laughs> but yeah like um he's worked on it for a long time and i know they they launched a kickstarter for it and then for issue number one and then he i think he just submitted to submitted it to skype and they were like yeah we'll take it and produce the rest of it so sweet really cool for him yeah um i think that's really it Good work. did you have another one titan yeah titan. Keep, keep. Oh, cool. Roddy's going to end up dead here like. he really is like I mean if he doesn't yes. know where he's going to stop here then there's definitely something there wrong there we go well done Roddy <laughs> oh they actually have a cover this time <laughs> <laughs> and preview art yeah Whoa. so it's better it's better than last week's preview last away. month's previews uh, where they said coming next month in previews yeah, yeah so last month we had a conversation but I disappoint this specifically I was on the cover of previews because it was advertising Blade Runner 2019 almost said the wrong year um, do you know a fun fact just going to interrupt you there no uh, <laughs> I was watching Caught Pointless the other day the guy they, they like one of their answers was um, it was like what was the which Blade Runner movie is better no it was uh, one of the questions was um, the top 50 grossing movies of 2018 I think or 17 and anyway they were like the people said uh, Blade Runner 2047 you're like, oh, that's a little bit wrong. At least I got the ear right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Blade Runner 20, 2019. Um, it's going to be an ongoing. I don't think they announced that until no. previous. Um, it's Michael Green and Mike Johnson um, with artist Andres Gualdo. Michael Green is a screenwriter. He yes. was a screenwriter on 2049. Logan, American Gods, Supergirl. It's oh, all written there. So, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You show them um, behind the curtain how this yeah. works. Uh, Mike Johnson does uh, Batman <laughs> Superman as well and it's a bit of Star Trek. Um, that's a comics, not TV show. Sorry, no. um, and illustrated by Gua- uh, Andres Guardo, who apparently did Just Sleep Dark. That would be one of your favourites. Might have been the New 52 Dark, on the end. Yeah. I've never heard of him. Um, but the blurb, as small as it is, um, a neo, neo-noir city of Los Angeles in 2019, veteran Blade Runner, Detective Ice, has a new case. A billionaire's child has been kidnapped by a bioengineered replicant. Um, Full stop. So the original Blade Runner took place in the year 2019. So the 2019 of this Blade Runner is not our 2019. It's the 2019 of Blade Runner. So it's a neo-noir futuristic city where cars fly. And And there's robots and Yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting. Um, But it seems like it's going to be tying into the actual Blade Runner movie because we've got the silhouette of Rachel on the cover. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, it's covered by Archer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some really nice variants as well, which is slightly scary. Um, nice cover B <laughs> by Sid Meath. That's who did the um, storyboards for yeah. the original Blade Runner. Whoa, really? Yeah. Damn. Um, then we've got another one by Andres, whatever the hell, and John Royal. Um, some really nice covers, but it's I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> This will be the first time that uh, original material has been written. Yeah, I mean, Marvel did an adaptation of the original Blade Runner movie in the comic, but I don't think they've ever done any no, new material just, at all. No, it was just that one issue that was yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. So first time, yeah, certainly first time in comic format. Yeah. Sweet. Is that cool, uh, that's, uh, uh, that I'll wrap up my indie there. Does that bring us to the end yeah, of indie then? Yeah. Or? Uh, a couple of game tie-ins. 
the Assassin's Creed book that looks like it might be set in Russia. Which some people are excited about that. Uh, Doctor Who. Are you one of them? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucky Man getting the is on our fourth issue again. Pretty sure Lucky Man's been a thing for a good wee while now. And <laughs> Michael's back again with Transmensual, and I believe he also writes Lucky Man with, yeah, Neil, sure, right. with Neil Gibson. Neil Gibson. Yeah. Look at him. Kicking ass, yeah. That's Stan Lee's. Yeah, uh, series Stan Lee's with Lucky uh, Man. Your lad from Jim Corrin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your lad from Corrin. Your lad from Corrin. The only <laughs> lad at the from the only lad I know from Corrin yeah. is Kate Mill. <laughs> He's the only lad we care about. <laughs> as far as I know, James never doesn't like you very much. <laughs> James Nesbitt loved me. I met James Nesbitt in the bar once. He told me I would remind him of a young version of himself. I don't know if that was a compliment or not. But <laughs> he was exceptionally drunk at the time. Yeah. But there you go. There you go. A few years ago, though. Allegedly. Yeah. No more in these <laughs> worth the right number, but. Kill. much a Batman heavy month um, similar to the Marvel previews book I think there's a lot of great stuff um, in DC's previews book hence why I went completely biased and back to form and just recommended DC all over for me title of the month um, Curse of the White Knight um, I think everyone at this table has read and enjoyed and it's a pretty unanimous so decision on how good Sean Murphy's White Knight Sean Murphy's yeah. White Knight was Fantastic. Sean Murphy on anything yeah but I mean it, White Knight was a, was a runaway hit like mm-hmm. White Knight issue 5 went the 5th print you know it yeah. was it just it got to the point where Sean Murphy can write his own checks now for DC and apparently he said he's not drawing anybody else's material he's only drawing his own Curse of the White Knight is going to be a direct sequel um, it looks like it's going to um, feature very heavily with Azrael on there um, same again it's going to be an 8 issue miniseries um, where does this where does this on Black Label on Black Label well, Black Label seems to be becoming a thing now forget about Batman Dan we've you know written it's a you know a, yeah we've uh, said many bad things about it all, a lot it's of fiction. them deserved but Black Label to me kicks off probably this month um, with Batman Last Night then you're going to have oh, Superman yes. Year One, yeah. and then you're going to have this. So it's so still elsewhere. Then yeah. it's getting a little <laughs> bit of uh, <laughs> it's getting a little bit of traction now. <laughs> but um, just a little bit about what that's about. The Joker recruits Azrael to help him expose a shocking secret from the Wayne family's legacy, and to run Gotham City into the ground. As Batman rushes to protect the city and his loved ones from danger, the mystery of his ancestry unravels, dealing a devastating blow to the Dark Knight. Exciting new villains and unexpected allies will clash in this unforgettable chapter of the White Knight saga, and the truth about the blood they shed will shape Gotham to its core. As real as Jason Todd confirmed right now. <laughs> nah, I don't see that happening. Uh, how did, remind me how uh, White Knight finished. White Knight primarily the ended... Joker wasn't good. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, the Joker went back to Arkham. Uh-huh. His uh, Joker Jokerness took hold again. Joker Eddie. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, Bruce was compelled to reveal his identity to Gordon to try and strengthen the trust. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So and that was not long after the most heartbreaking part where Jason Todd was in it and he said he wished he'd never met Bruce Wayne. Was Jason Todd, wasn't it? Yes. It yeah. Fantastic summation, Chris. Thank you very much. This is why we keep you around. <laughs> I do have my uses. <laughs> um, after that, you're moving on to Year of the Villain. I must be honest, Year of the Villain is a bit of a strange one to me. Uh, there is about to be a free comic book day one-shot, which will hopefully shed a bit more light. But 
It's an interesting sounding thing in that it doesn't seem to be an event with loads of tie-ins. It just seems to be a load of random issues that, to quote DC, has designed this event so it won't break the bank for your customers. Every series that ties in the year of the villain, the offer in its is its own standalone story that will contribute to the whole. But fans can pick and choose which series appeal to them and still get the full year of the villain experience. So I guess it's not just July. I think this is wrong. It must be wrong through. It looks of like uh, there's a different um, story arc. So July is the offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, August is Dark Gifts. September is Evil Unleashed, and October is Doom Rising. So it's so, so I guess if you're if you're on Action Comics, those issues of Action Comics will have a story will be if you're on Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the sound of it, you don't have to get them all. Kieran brought up a really good point that it could be a lot of the same events happen in them, but you see them from different. Is this is this what they're teasing? Is this what they're teasing in Justice League at the minute yeah. with them switching between Legion of Doom and Justice League? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And then again, there is that wee one shot that's coming out this week with Free Comic Book Day, which will hopefully, pardon me, shed a bit more light on it. Um, after that, you've got a couple of titles aimed at slightly younger kids. Um, there's one, The Secret Spiral of Swamp Kid, which I know Kieran is really, really looking forward to. Um, is it a comic or is it a novel? <laughs> um, it seems to be a graphic novel, it says, written by and then art and cover by. Um, so you've got that and also a little Batman one called Batman Nightwalker. Uh, then we move on to some exciting stuff. So you've Last Night on Earth, issue one launches in a few weeks. Scott Snyder's already said on Twitter that it is massively exceeded expectations with pre-orders so is this um, going to be once every couple of months then? once every two months so what you're going to get is so well so far. I see this is, this is what I have to deal with you know? <laughs> well, see how see how supportive I was through more um, I'm just I'm still, I'm still I'm still hurting from Batman Dad. I'm sure there's no massive bat penis getting in the way of our sales this time so we should be fine I don't know why would you disappoint me like that Chris I don't Scott, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo will definitely deliver the thing about this is Snyder and Capullo I think will deliver I think they've gained that trust at this point I think they've gained that trust at this point and what it seems to be is one month you'll get Batman Last Night on Earth the next month you'll get Superman Year One the following month you'll get Batman Last Night on Earth the following month you'll get Superman Year One they're both three issue mini series they're both prestige format and they're both 56 pages cover um, it is normal sized <laughs> I'm going to say based on the cover image alone I'm really looking forward to this Yeah, these new it. designs these new visions of characters yeah. I love that in White Knight where Sean Murphy redesigned all the characters mm. this seems fresh in there yeah and apparently this is their final time on Batman Schneider and Capullo so massively looking forward to that uh, then we can group the next three together um, there was an initiative recently where DC started doing these 100 page giant specials and sold them exclusively through Walmart in the states, uh, much to the likes of Kieran's annoyance, because there was fresh, brand new Swamp Thing stories in there that were hard to get a hold of. But they've decided to start releasing these as a few mini series. I'm most interested in Batman Universe Number One, written by Bendis. Just yeah, I'm really curious to see Bendis's take on Batman. I've seen a couple of panels of it that did look genuinely good. Yeah, Art's Nick Darrington, who was on uh, Young Animals Doom Patrol. Uh, Superman up in the sky again interested to read Tom Keane writing Superman and that's Andy Kubert on art there and then there's Wonder Woman come back to me which is Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti art by Chad Harden who's, who's art in the Bendis book the uh, Kubert oh and Nick Darrington oh there you go okay cool. uh, Doom Patrol artist Bendis Batman yeah so yeah I'm really looking forward to those and there's also they've done Flash they've done Swamp Thing they've done uh, Justice League so there might be some more to follow those Justice ones Justice League I think that one as well 
Really? Suicide Squad, I think you might be right, yeah. Um, obligatory shout-out because Stephen couldn't join us tonight. DC's Young Animal is coming back. Um, I'm not even sure there's anybody at this table that reads them, but this collapser actually does look quite interesting. So we'll give that a read. It's a new title written by Mikey Way, who is Jared Way's brother, also was in My Chemical Romance with him. Um, and again, the artist I'm not too familiar with, though, Ilias Kyrgyz. Hi. Um, so, yeah, there's a voice in the head of Liam James questioning everything he does from his job at the nursing home to keeping his relationship with his girlfriend afloat. Liam suffers from anxiety and the only thing that quiets it is music, which makes a weekly DJ gig his one saving grace. But Liam's life changes forever when he receives a black hole in the mail. Yes, you read that right. One that takes up residence in his chest, grants him insane superpowers, turns him into a celebrity and draws him into a cosmic conflict beyond his wildest imagination. Where did this black hole come from? Why Liam? Is part of the cure? Or will superstardom turn Liam into a black hole himself? Found out in Collapse or a superhero story that could only come from DC's Young Animal going to be a six issue miniseries that to say sounds quite interesting um, so yeah it sounds pretty cool uh, Doom Patrol coming back I wonder if this will get a new lease of life given the TV show that recently um, hit uh, I haven't watched any of it I don't know halfway through yeah. absolutely fantastic better yeah. than Titans I was going to say do you think it's yeah. more consistent better than Titans so all my only exposure so far is that episode of Titans which obviously Doom Patrol featured heavily in Next two titles are a couple of strange ones, but actually have my attention because again, the creative talent involved. We're um, just going to be a two twelve-issue maxi series uh, set in Metropolis. One is Jimmy Olsen, and one is Lois Lane. Coming off the back of Leviathan. Yep, coming off Leviathan. the Leviathan. All right, it's getting old now. What's <laughs> <laughs> it? What is it? I'm not saying. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. These um, are. Uh, there used to be a Jimmy Olsen series. Yeah, Superman's Girlfriend. Yeah, and there was Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane. But Jimmy Olsen, it's Matt Fraction writing, which I can't remember last time Matt Fraction wrote for DC. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he wrote a Justice, Justice League run at one point, Flash, I think, as well. Um, but, yeah, art by Steve Lieber on that one. And then Lois Lane is being written by Greg Rucka. Who I would normally associate with sort of dark noir type style. Lazarus, obviously one of your favorite. I mean, covered Lazarus as well. I mean, that would be the writers would be the two things that would draw me to those books. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do Wonder Woman Year One? Greg Rucka, yeah, yeah, and then Gotham Central is sort of the main thing I would. Gotham Central. Know I'm from because that is excellent. Definitely a stronger series, I think. Yeah. Um, and that that's pretty much it for the brand new releases then we just move on to the usual stuff Action Comics uh, again it's going to fall under that year of the villain um, variant cover for it looks like Lex Luthor for, uh, by Frank Quitely yeah, probably one yeah. of the weakest of those covers I think I like Quitely's style but it's quite a plain image might look better it's, uh, it's funny because whenever I've yeah. got a bigger question why can we never decide how old Lex Luthor is because it's comics because it's comics because <laughs> he's always either like uh, chiseled and young or just wrinkled sometimes he has ginger hair mm-hmm. uh, it's the elastic bands in him the elastic <laughs> time just you know, that's a Marvel thing what's interesting is uh, Frank no, Whiteley <laughs> has, has drawn that cover yeah. uh, Frank Whiteley was the artist on uh, on New X-Men when Grant Morrison was on it and uh, like he drew Xavier. he drew Xavier but yeah. he drew Xavier's twin sister Cassandra Nova 
<laughs> Lex Luthor looks exactly like Cassandra Nova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also did All Star Superman with Morrison as yeah, well. Um, so yeah, so that's Action 1013. You've got Adventures of Super Sons coming to its end, um, which has been a great wee series. Peter J. Tomasi on that. American Carnage, I know it's one that Still myself coming? and Roddy's reading. I think it's going to oh, be 12. Oh, issue there, it says. Sorry. Oh, it is. Oh, so it does. I thought that was going to be 12. Um, join American Carnage. Odd number again, Don. Very strange, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good to be booked. But yeah, it's, it keeps. It's like in peaks and troughs for me because I'm really enjoying the story. I think I've said this a bunch of times, but there's some iffy art in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, American Carnage. I think it's been quite fun. I mean, I think DC are still trying to hit that sweet spot with the Vertigo stuff. Yeah, I don't think they've ever been able to recapture the glory years. I know how they can do it. <laughs> Just announce it now. Just put Garth Ennis on Constantine. Oh, don't. <laughs> Who would you put on Swamp Thing? Mm, Elmer. <laughs> Who would you put on Swamp Thing that would actually would work for DC? Do oh, I don't know. I'd just go James Tinney in the fourth. Yeah. Given his stellar work in Justice League Dark. Uh, Aquaman 50, it's Year of the Villain. It might, uh, it looks like they're, they're, Kelly Sue's moving away from that whole trippy um, post Sea Gods dealio. Yeah, you've got something a wee bit more down to earth or under the sea, as the case may be. Um, <laughs> maybe, I'll maybe pick up issue 50 and see if it's worth getting back on again. Yeah. That's why we brought Chris on to sing under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got uh, Batgirl 37 again, you're the villain. Batman Beyond, I know that uh, Keith is really very, enjoying. Very, very solid book. Like Interesting. Cover. Chris yeah. Samley on art on the covers as well. He is. Is that a variant cover? Variant cover, Carrie Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. Just there. DC's variant covers do tend to knock it out of the park in general. Um, then you've got. Batman 74 and 75 now I nearly put 75 on the board um, because it's the start of a new story arc called City of Bane and again while I do think it'll probably stand on its own it's still part of such a big narrative it certainly looks like Bane has turned his has revealed his hand it looks like Bane's wearing clothes so Chris will be happy God. Um, but Batman 74 is the end of an arc called The Fall and the Fallen which kicks off this week looking forward to that I mean, you didn't you didn't enjoy Bruce's father and uh, Bane and their naked I, I, just, I can't imagine how uncomfortable Thomas was like having to I guess live with this guy for so long and we would have troubled him so much to put on a pair of boxers <laughs> Tom Keane has already explained this that the man grew up in a prison that water kept rising for the first 15 years of his life how long do you think his clothes lasted yes but he's not in a in a western country where he can afford pants he's not walking oh that sounds like a oof. Vaguely ethnocentric. Uh, I don't know. I'm a couple of issues behind a Batman, so I'm just going off. It's not like he's walking down the street naked. You know what I mean? If the man doesn't want to wear pants in his own dojo. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just a little mention there, Roddy pointed out quickly uh, Batman 75, beautiful being cover mm, by yeah, Gabriel awesome. Delotto. Uh, Batman Super Files. Now, this is going to be a number two. I remember. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. <laughs> I know that this was uh, Secret Files and was something you really enjoyed, yeah. Karen. Uh, I remember us chatting about it on one of our reviews podcasts. A lot of great talent for it. Andy Kubert, Tim Seeley, um, Eduardo Risso on art, Giuseppe Camoncoli. Uh, a lot of good artists on that. It kind of looks like it might be related to City of Bane because it says mm-hmm. City of Bane is upon us, Bane's conquering Gotham. But he's not doing it alone. In this secret files issue, read about Bane and his cabal 
Um, the Joker, Cabal, I know. The Joker, The Riddler, Hugo Strange and Psycho Parent. Brutal stories of madness, murder and hatred done by some of comics' greatest talents. Here's a question though. Um, the Secret Friday's issue one had a void cover. Yeah, it was during fall month. Fucking dicks. <laughs> Always with void covers. Like, let's do half of them. Yeah, it was for um, the foil month, so... <sighs> so much for your full fetish uh, it's just Return of the Wolverine just pissed me off they were just like let's do foil for death and then no uh, you got Batman Outsiders number 3 number 1 still hasn't launched for that Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 3 that is starting this week uh, and then it's more Year of the Villain stuff Catwoman Deathstroke Deceased again launches this week. Looking forward to that. Tom Taylor, as we have talked a lot mm-hmm. about. Um, it'll be up to issue three by July. Really nice covers. All of the covers that uh, the series is going to be expensive for me because it's going to be the first time I'm ever going to collect cover A, B, and C. Of and that's a six issue limited series. Six issue, just so there is that. <laughs> at least it's not a twelve issue series. Um, Detective One Thousand Seven, Spectre, um, Kieran's alter ego in there again, Mr. Corgan. Uh, Detective 1008, I did put this on the board because this is the start of a new story arc. It's linked into Year of the Villain, and it also has the return of the Joker. Uh, Which Joker is this? Which one of these three Jokers is it? That's what, uh, we're going to find out at one point. Yeah, well, three Jokers. Uh, if you're listening, Jeff Johns, release Doomsday Clock first, but then, yeah, can we get three Jokers on the way? Uh, but yeah, the Joker returns to Gotham City. The Joker is through working with the Legion of Doom, and he wants to get back to his roots, giving Batman absolute hell. The Clown Prince of Crime comes back with a bang and he's not about to take prisoners. As if that weren't enough, Lex Luthor delivers the cure for Mr. Freeze's beloved wife Nora, freeing her from cryostasis at last, but something else is very, very wrong with Nora. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, would Go you on. like to pronounce that one for me, Don't help him. Go on. Event. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very complex word. <laughs> event. Um, I want to vent right now. Uh, Leviathan. <laughs> so you have event Leviathan number two. Um, I'm really interested to see where this is going because it's it's picking up nicely in action comics and yeah. the background in, uh, uh, of it was all through Silencer, which has been a great book, which is gone. By it's now. an interesting lineup as well. Characters, you know, the question there. Batman, of course, because Batman has been everything. But you've got the question. You've got Manhunter. You've got Green Arrow. You've got uh, Plastic, Plastic Man. Plastic Man. Plastic Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that looks interesting. Um, That's the detectives, isn't it? Yeah. That's the. Yeah. So that looks. Um, I'm surprised they didn't use a group of detectives from Action Comics 1000. Uh, but Detective Champ would have been. Oh, sorry, Detective, Detective Comics. Comics 1000. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're though. Detective Champ. Detective Champ is actually probably a <laughs> stupid question. But is this the same Leviathan from Morrison's Batman Inc? Supposedly. Yes. 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 It's all linked to Talia and all linked through Silencer and, and so forth. So right. that's something a long time in the making. Uh, Female Furies number six. This is a title that I'm really enjoying. Uh, that's actually going to be the last issue. Just going to be six issues dealing with uh, Granny Goodness's Female Furies on Apocalypse. Great wee series. Flash Year One. Year One by Joshua Williamson. Again, he's been at this now with 75 issues. He's been at it even longer than Tom King. I'm really looking forward to Year One. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, Year One kicks off Flash number 70, which I believe is out next week. Um, Green Lantern. So yeah. A, it continues to be a great series, and B, who was expecting an annual issue now? And C, in the blurb, it says, also featured an incredible guest appearance by the strangest lantern of all. Now, Grant Morrison already has went pretty damn strange on this title. So I have no idea. First issue, there was a lantern who was the flu. 
Yeah. <laughs> Volcano Head still my favorite. Volcano Headed Lander. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. still my favorite. I have to say. Um, yeah, continuing with the Year of the Villain stuff, although there is a great Vertigo title there. Oh, final issue. That bums me out. Uh, high Level. It's a great, great book. Um, I was chatting to Karen about this the other day. Mad Max meets Blade Runner. Oh, brilliant book. Um, couldn't argue with that description. Yeah. Really, really recommend that when it comes out in trade. Uh, it's, it's thoroughly excellent, so it is. Um, yeah, this is where some of the slight confusion comes with Year of the Villain, because Justice League 27 is one, but Justice League 28 is not. So is oh. Justice League 28 going to be a Legion of Doom issue though? Doesn't say so. It says the Apex Predator rises. Justice Doom War is coming. Maybe that's leading to some. This oh, is the culmination of Legion of Doom's master plan, and they will take the Justice League to far out places they may never return from, and do things the DC universe may never recover from until the next relaunch. Um, just like Dark continues to be great. It's going to nine as well. New issue out this week. Yep, true. Oh. Riley Rossmon doing art for the cover that is um, Martian Manhunter's artist oh, written by James Tenney and Ram V we Ram V jumping in again there your boy boy. your boy is back <laughs> WhatsApp group chat kicking off with this <laughs> DC he did, did Marvel title too didn't he um, Maybe? he did uh, a sorry. part of uh, War of the Realms yeah. it was the Oh, it was one of the yeah, one of the tie-in called, issues yeah. I came into. These Savage Shores is back next month, I think, too. Now, on the plus side, there might be... Well, I'm looking at Nightwing, which is why Keith is groaning. <laughs> but it does say the epic conclusion to the Burnback saga, so you never know. Mm-hmm. It's clear that while he may have forgotten his past, Rick <laughs> Grayson's innate skills and instincts as a team leader elevate Team Nightwing to a new level. But what does that mean for Bloodhaven PD and what does that mean for a man who's looking to live a life without the baggage of his past to hold him down? Rick seeks comfort in Bay Bee's arms, is it? Who's that? Girlfriend. Okay. Barbara? But may find answers in another talon in an, but may find answers in another talons as we dive headlong into the year of the villain. Talons that's one of those uh, Corvoids, lads. Yeah, I mean that, uh-huh. that's a variant cover I want. Even if I'm not reading Nightwing, because that's a play on a classic New 52 cover. Greg Capullo did. That's, that's Nightwing Tech 62. That means we're now a year past Dick Grayson being shot on the head. Uh, 12 issues like past. Plus, Lex Luthor delivers the Court of Isles, the means to own what they covet most. Rick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, why? Because Dick would have been, well, that's what I know, Keith. Um, Dick would have been a tall. Yeah, I wonder that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shazam number 8 great series loving that so far I have to say Superman 13 Superman's been War fantastic yeah we are the villain that looks like an Adam Hughes yep Adam Hughes variant cover for uh, for that one so year of the villain tie-in Superman uh, intergalactic hero a major chapter in the galaxy spanning unity saga begins as Superman reluctantly takes the lead in a quest for peace bigger than he has ever tried before it's Superman Superboy Supergirl and a cast of thousands in a fight to keep the universe intact but it's this issue's final page that will have fans everywhere talking. It's a moment almost a thousand years in the making. Jeez, I've been writing Superman comics for a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly plans, murder schemes and evil dealings. Each of Lex Luthor's offers means doom for the heroes. So why is Lex now talking to Lois? Teen Titans looks like Lobo. That variant cover's great. That is a variant cover by Alex Garner. Close-up of Lobo does look great. Um... But I don't think Lobo's been in Teen Titans so far. Obviously, Crush has been in there, which uh, is um, his, daughter. his daughter. But don't think we've seen that character in there yet. 
Terrific, so that's the last uh, Age of Heroes standing, is it? It is indeed. Still doesn't say last issue, so it seems to be continuing for a wee while at least. Wonder Woman's reaching 75. G. Willow Wilson still writing on that. Must admit, I haven't really been digging it. I have to say, and that's pretty much us for the singles. Trades. Some nice trades. Absolute Death. Absolute Death, yeah. That's a good one. Neil Gaiman. Uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two. Be a good one to pick up. I am curious about Hitman. I've never read Hitman, which I don't know. Garth Ennis, have you ever? Nope. I remember they had Batman in the first issue of it, like jumping at Hitman, but I, I don't know much about the character, to be honest. If it's not uh, bald with a barcode in his bag, I'm saying it happened to um, yeah, a couple of other bits and pieces there. New Suicide Squad, uh, their yeah, yearly Watchmen. edition of Watchmen. So Alan Moore doesn't get the rights back. Um, Tales of Batman, Jerry Conway. That should, could be some good stuff. That, that um, would be in the 70s and 80s. That Watchmen cover there, is that just a Doomsday Clock one without the logos? It does look like it, and I don't like that yeah. at all. Now an HBO series. Oh, God. Uh, we haven't heard anything about the HBO series, have No. We've seen a trailer. We've seen a few images, but... No, we've no idea. So basically what you've got there is a mix of Watchmen, Doomsday Clock, and the TV show. All on one cover. That takes that's, up. Uh, that's interesting, that uh, Batman. The Jerry Conway one? Yeah, that Gene Colan Batman was the Batman that I grew up with. That's the Batman <laughs> that I knew. Yeah. Gene Colan. 70s, 80s, coming off the back of the, uh, the Neil Adams stuff. What's the, um, the score of that Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing by Nancy A. Collins Omnibus. So uh, in these 1990s tales written by critically acclaimed Bram Stoker award-winning horror novelist Nancy A. Collins, a mad priest has come to Huama to test his followers with a fatal poison and Swamp Thing must stop him before things go too far. Uh, it seems like there's 968 pages of goodness in that I've, so thank I've you never, I've never read Nancy A. Collins stuff but I've seen that cover before yeah Swamp Thing 110 to 139 plus a couple of annuals Black Orchard and a story from Vertigo Jam and that is pretty much all she wrote on DC aside from the ridiculously sweet Batman Who Laughs and Robin Minions Batman statue Deathstroke statue Batman Deathstroke's pretty nice as well actually but that Batman Who Laughs is is a wee stunner so yeah, that's all from DC, I believe. Coming in at a nice trim two hours. Ooh, Look at that. That's pretty much all from us, is it? I think so. It I is. think so. Some good um, stuff uh, all across the board. Yeah, um, we'll keep putting it through the, uh, the social media channels, obviously doing a bit of information on each title that we've personally recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sign up in store for any titles or comment on Facebook page, whatever, whatever suits. Um, yeah. Been a lot of fun. We're going to be doing a uh, book club podcast soon, so keep an ear out for that as well. I'm going to be looking at Mr. Miracle. Looking forward to that. Trade paperback specifically. Trade paperback, all 12 issues, oh, yeah. that's it. So that's all from us. Unless there's anything anybody wants to throw in at the end, we're 58 seconds away from two hours. Thank you to Chris for joining us. Yeah, nice to have you, Chris. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Yes. Indeed. So until next time. See you later. Bye.